You're listening to RazRadioLive.com, home of um, uh, the first 52, uh, uh, In Focus with Shifty, and uh, uh, In the Ladies' Room, and uh, uh, what the hell, yes, LRWS, and a bunch of other fine programming. Uh, make sure you donate. Uh, uh, okay, what's on the website again? Rashidulive.com Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Adeep-a-deep-a-deep. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking until you do succeed. Rasradiolive.com with retards. For knowledge, I've been looking for peace But when I find truth, I seem lost in these beats These government spies keep telling us lies Trying to suppress the truth and cover our eyes Mine over mine, I looked at the system and made that divide Now I am the guide, guided by others from the path of the sheep Running with wolves, now let this wolf speak Thank God it's all trapped, and that is a fact they know what we're doing with a touchscreen of map. They poison our food that we feed to a seeds, destroying the world all over green. They take what we need and then they sell it all back. Cause they cause all these droughts and the prices get jacked. But then they say, go ahead and buy the new hat. It's control at its worst, but we let them do that. Someone please tell me why I waited so long. Searching for this feeling too long All that I know is I'm looking for true love like in a song I need you to take me away, take me away from it all Can someone please tell me why I waited so long I've been searching for this feeling too long all that I know is I'm looking for true love like in a song I need you to take me away, take me away from it all They poison the water, put poison in lights They poison your child, they poison your wife They poison your parents, they poison your friends This shit is real, no need to pretend In fact, it's with bugs that never get tested We are the trial, easy selection They put out a scan and we there the next day Genetics is gone and they wanna play This may be the matrix, but one at a time We open up eyes and drop in these vibes Schools condition our kids to be part of the system So I'm sending this out, I hope that you listen Knowledge is power no matter the place You the mass genocide that they claim in his case All over the globe This be the case With a push of a button They have you erased Can someone please tell me why I waited so long I've been 
searching for this feeling to follow All that I know is I'm looking for true love like in a song I need you to take me away, take me away from it all What's up, man? This is Adam from Rebel Inc. You're listening to the first 52.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Offering is the truth, nothing more. Oh boy, and I got to tell you guys, we have the truth for you tonight. Um, our guest is already on, on standby waiting for us, so we're not going to get too long in the intro. I want to welcome you all to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Um, you guys are hearing us live from sunny southwest Florida, FEMA Region 4. You know, we, uh, we like to make sure you know where we're at. So uh, we're going to get right to it. Dave, I got you over there, right, brother? I am here. All right, excellent. Honey, you ready to go? Very much so. Excellent, excellent. Let's get rid of this music here and not leave our guest waiting. I'd like to welcome to the first 52, Mr. Holland Van Nuenhoff. I got it right? Right. Thank you for having me to the show. Oh, I, I'm so happy to have you join us. Uh, Mr. Van Nuenhoff, uh, can I call you Holland? Is that okay? Yes, please. <laughs> excellent. Please. Am I getting the last name right, though? You are, Ben DeNuenhoff, yes. Excellent, great, great. Uh, you were on Dangerous Conversation. I know uh, Scott Ledger, every time he got it right, he gave a little bell. And Unfortunately, I don't have a bell tonight, but uh, you know, I, I made it a point to make sure I got that down. Uh, you might know him from A Noble Live for Oklahoma City, 1995. Um, I had to watch it again tonight to make sure I had everything really deep in my head as to uh, the questions I had for him. Um, some of the other things, you're working on a new movie. Uh, I know I've heard uh, Alex Jones promoting it. Uh, it's a mind control movie, correct? Uh, incorrect. Oh. I'm actually uh, not working on that project. I, I completed my work with uh, A Noble Life for Free Mind Films, but I'm not currently involved with their release, State of Mind. Oh, okay. I, I apologize about that then. Oh, that's uh, all right. September Morn, is that the one? other one you're working on? Uh, that's in development right now. Um, and uh, it's, it's in development, and that's all it is right now. So. Okay. But I am uh, signed on with that project. Okay, excellent. Well, we'll be looking forward to see what you come with, because I know uh, Noble Eye was uh, excellent. What I'd like to do, um, I believe, and again, I'm going a lot from memory. I've heard a lot of interviews with you. Um, Oklahoma City was kind of your, your red pill moment, your awakening moment that really pushed you into this, or right around then. Is, is that about, am I about right on that? Yeah, yeah, you're very, yeah, you're right. Um, Oklahoma City happened at a time that I was becoming politically aware of what was going on. I was about half awake. When it occurred, but I was in the Marine Corps, uh, therefore, I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the story. Um, and when I got back and finally got into it, so 9-11 happened not long after I left the Marine Corps. And I knew by that time that Oklahoma City was probably an inside job. I had read the work of uh, Michael Hoffman, his book, The Oklahoma City Bombing and the Politics of Terror. Well, it's, it's a flawed work. It has a lot of really great information. Mm-hmm. And um, when that happened, when 9-11 happened, I was uh, quite unsure if they'd taken it that far. But uh, within a few short weeks, talking to some people, looking at the evidence, I knew that the criminal regime that had pulled up Oklahoma City was still around because they were still pulling off false flag attacks and profiting from the political agenda. And, you know, it's so weird about uh, a noble lie and 9-11. And as I, as I watch it today, it really came to me. Um, you see the exact same scripting in Oklahoma City as you did in 9-11. And I do have a, a bunch of questions on that. And then I want to move forward to some of the, nor- the, the newer things. Um, 
a little bit of background on me, just so you know who you're talking to. Uh, about four or five years ago is about when I had my awakening. Um, I really dove into it hard, and I just started doing a show within the past maybe year and a half. Now, I was also in the military. Uh, I was in the military also when 9-11 happened, uh, and I was gung-ho with everything, and I believed everything. So I wasn't going to back down from it. I believed that we had to go over there and get the, the, the Arabs and kill them all because they did this to us. And as we learn later in life, what we believe at one time isn't always what it truthfully is. Um, so that's just a little bit about me. I have a, my wife is, sits in with us. Her name is Lexi. And then, of course, I have a co-host, uh, Forto Joe. I'm sorry, Dave. Dave, um, you want to say hi real fast? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, I, I heard you on Dangerous Conversation uh, whenever you on, and I, I did not know. I, I'm on the whole 9-11 script and all, all this other stuff, but I did not know it went that, as far back as Oklahoma City bombing. Again, I, I rewatched the documentary today, Thank and it's, it, it, it's a mind-blower. And uh, I suggest everybody that's listening to us out there, go to Amazon.com, look it up, buy it, and watch it. because Well, you don't need to buy it. It is uh, available for free on YouTube now. Uh, just look up um, A Noble Lie, Oklahoma City 1995, uh, official free version or something like that. You'll find it. Okay. Uh, but it was released a couple months ago online, uh, officially on YouTube, high-quality version. So um, it's been uh, almost a year and a half or more since release, so we decided to... Just uh, let it go and have, uh, let the world see the information. And the thing about that is the totality of the information is so damning the official story. Um, I've been told more than once by separate parties that the, the film has served as a, a wake-up tool to people because although they, they were afraid at first to apply the same filter to 9-11, no one was scared about Oklahoma City anymore, so they were willing to use their logic and reason instead of being driven by fear and irrationality. And viewing the evidence in that light... Uh, the implications are dire and shows that this government is capable of uh, executing and covering up mass murder to serve a political agenda. And they do yeah. it multiple times over. And, and I think now we're even seeing uh, a lot of the things we saw in in relation to Oklahoma City with uh, some strange deaths recently that have occurred um, and the way things have gone down. Uh, let's talk about a noble lie for a little bit. Um, I don't want to give away the movie, but I want to bring a lot of information to people. Uh, we got to your pre-Oklahoma, you know, you were pretty much a, a normal thinking American. You know, you followed the, the rules, you were in the military, you believed that you had to fight for that flag, and that flag stood for, you know, everything that, that you were, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, as we move into Oklahoma City and we start learning all these different things, one of the first things that um, really stood out to me about what happened in Oklahoma City is a lot of the, you know, the, um, the ATF was within that building. And a lot of the ATF members, it's reported, had received text messaging or uh, whatever technology we had back there. Pages. Pages saying, yeah. don't come into work today. Yeah, we used to have the uh, digital pages that would print out words. And, and uh, they got texts saying, come in, not, don't come into work today. You know, this is not where we're going to be. We're meeting here. We're doing drills here. So there was no ATF in the building at the time of the explosion. That's correct. The Office of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which was the supposed target of the attack, um, their office was in that federal building, one of the few uh, law enforcement offices there, I believe, and uh, Secret Service was there also. Um, but the funny thing is, there were 168 people killed in that building, 800 wounded. Uh, no ATF agents were killed or even seriously injured. In fact, many people doubted that they were even in the building because they were telling first responders on the scene when asked uh, about the whereabouts of their colleagues. They were saying, 
There's no one in the office. This is more than one. We were not in the office. We were tipped off by our pagers to not come into work. So there was prior warning. It was passed on to certain agencies of the federal government, not to the daycare center in the federal building, the Social Security office, or the multitude of other offices, and the great majority of whom were just simple bureaucratic offices. They had nothing to do with law enforcement. Um, so, yes, it is proven, and we show in a noble lie one of the agents, Luke Franey, mm -hmm. who claimed uh, he uh, posited this Bruce Willis-like rescue scenario in which he punched through a wall and a helicopter rescue failed and so forth, and then he was sporting a bandage on his hand in the days after, bragging about his injury. Uh, we have unearthed video within minutes of the bombing as the first responders are pouring in of Agent Luke Franey standing there outside the building in an ATF raid jacket, not covered in sheetrock, not looking disheveled at all. And on one hand, he's holding a water bottle. On the other hand, he's shaking someone's hand. So at what point did this ATF agent injure his hand? That is the question. Right, or was it even really injured at all? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Yeah, that, that's a lot of interesting things with the ATF. And, and again, um, we, we see all these government agencies that happen to have documents housed from other investigations uh, that in these buildings that get destroyed, both in Oklahoma City and in 9-11. Uh, because uh, I forget the exact investigation that they had the paperwork for. Um, Whitewater. Whitewater. Yeah, so, you know, they they destroying evidence yet again for another thing they did earlier in their lives or in their time of being in control of us. Um, well, it's a, it's a wrinkle of federal law that a uh, sitting president under investigation, those records, the investigation cannot be kept within the state in which he was being investigated, Arkansas. So they're moved to the nearest federal building, which was the AP Mora uh, Federal Building in Oklahoma City. Uh, and that's probably not the primary reason, but it's certainly a convenient egg in the basket that was taken care of. Right. Well, I, I think we all agree that the primary reason would be to go after the militia movements uh, and put a, a halt to uh, people speaking out against the government, just as all these events are. But like you said, it's, a, it's an added caveat to have uh, you know some documents that they can also get rid of at the same time. Uh, so it's nice to... It's nice to see they like to cover their tracks all the way around sometimes. Um, another thing that was really interesting about Oklahoma City uh, was McVeigh and his John Doe's, the multiple different people uh, being said to have been with him. I don't know if you remember, but I distinctly remember two John Doe's because I was, what, I don't know, 30-some-odd years old when that came out. Right. And, and, uh, and it never dawned on me because, you know, I was a, you know, head up my ass public guy uh, or you know just like the public and i i whatever they said i believed and now once i saw the movie i was like because that's that was the turning point for me and i was like that's right i remember the two so then now you know the movie became like zeitgeist for me you know so many years ago <laughs> yeah exactly so we, we have all these different people that were involved now i'm not good with names so it's gonna be really hard for me to remember all the different names um why don't we talk about some of those those uh john does that were there uh, yes, uh, the fact is that everyone who saw Tim McVeigh park that rider truck that was supposedly filled with ammonium nitrate and fuel oil explosive in front of the Murrah Federal Building at 9 o'clock in the morning, everyone, and when I say everyone, I mean every single witness, saw him with another person. This was reported as true because it was in the first few days after the bombing. As the official story coalesced into something to be fed to the mass public, John Doe number 2 disappeared from the public discourse. He was not discussed except by a very few outlets. Some of the mainstream, uh, there was a local station here in uh, Oklahoma City that was pursuing John Doe number two for well over a year after the bombing until they were shut down. Mm -hmm. uh, Channel and, 4, correct? Exactly, exactly. Yep. 
but um, it was ignored. But the fact is, we know the government knows there were other people involved. We unearthed documents. Well, actually, I did not. Jesse Trinidad did, whom we interview in the movie. Uh, it's a timeline memo from the Secret Service, and they're viewing the videotape. Uh, well, one of the videotapes that we've never been allowed to see of what happened. We've never been allowed to see the video coverage. And uh, in their written words, it says three minutes and six seconds after the truck was parked, suspects more than one exited the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, that's funny about these official stories, is that every single piece of evidence says John Doe, number two, existed and assisted McVeigh in that at least parking the truck that day. At the very Yet, least. The government insists, despite every single piece of evidence, that he was alone. And that is the power of the official story. It is amazing how um, they always direct it right where they want it to be. Um, so we have these two John Doe's uh, reportedly getting out of the... Well, we have one John Doe getting out of the vehicle with them. There's reports of him at a lake where they apparently built the bomb um, with uh, people seeing more than one person with him there. Um, he was seen with more than one person um, when he was up in Arkansas, I believe it was. Um, Everywhere in Arizona, he was never seen alone. In fact, I interviewed, um, it's not in the movie, but I interviewed uh, me and Wendy Painting, my fellow writer on the project. Uh, we interviewed uh, Tim McVeigh's former roommate in the Army. He lived with him for two years, was his uh, driver in his Bradley fighting vehicle. You don't get much closer to a man than that. That's very true. Um, and what he said was Tim McVeigh was a tool. He said he could get punked out by a third grader. He was just a robot. He would, in his words... He would uh, spit shine a cinder block if you if you told him to. Aren't they all and tools it, like that though? I mean, it seems to be all these guys that, that do these things, especially Americans that they use to do them, uh, tend to be the smallest intelligence level possible. It really yes. just seems that way. Um, yeah, so exactly. They're they're being set up and they don't realize it. I mean, anyways. So I mean, and I asked the roommates. I said, "Well, do you think McVeigh was involved?" He said, "Well, I don't know. I wasn't con I was in contact with him at that time, but I can tell you this." Uh, he didn't do anything on his own, but he would definitely do what he was told. Right. So mm. this guy sounds like he might have been a handler, uh, whoever these people were with him, making sure he was going through with it. Um, you know, we see that in in all the terror attacks that we've had or that have been foiled by the government over the past five or six years. There's always some kind of FBI informant, uh, somebody providing uh, materials and ideas to these people. Um, even if he did happen to to come across or, or be the one that was thinking of this, he was led through the ways, um, as we see with everything that's happened nowadays also. Um, so that's a, another really important thing to remember, and people don't think about um, who else was there because they wash it away. Um, now, Terry, Terry Nichols, how did he get sucked into this? I, I kind of was working with my son a little bit while I was watching the movie, so I forget his complete involvement and in how he got sucked into this whole situation. Well, I mean... Tim McVeigh needed assistance, but assistance that could also be uh, prosecuted. The fact is that we know McVeigh was surrounded by associates, compadres, and assistants, and handlers, and the reason they aren't prosecuted is because they all, in some form or another, work for the federal government. Most of them are informants directly. Uh, Terry Nichols was the only one working with McVeigh who was not working for the government. That's why he's in jail right now for the rest of his life. Terry Nichols is not innocent of his actions, but he was coerced by the admission of both McVeigh and Nichols, into providing assistance. That is, mixing what he thought might be a bomb at Gary Lake. But what Terry Nichols told uh, Jesse Trent to do and the press, what he helped McVeigh make, 
The reason he agreed to do it was because it wasn't a bomb. He said they took 55-gallon barrels of diesel fuel and they were taking chunks of dried-up fertilizer and putting it in the bunghole and not even mixing it up. That's not how you make an ammonium nitrate fuel oil explosive. In fact, if they had mixed it correctly, unfortunately for them, it would have blown up en route. ANFO is very unstable. You always mix it on site. You don't mix it in the back of a truck and drive several hundred miles over bumpy backcountry roads. <laughs> And expect to complete your mission intact. Right, yeah. Uh, you, you'd hit a couple bumps, come, especially coming out of a lake area like that. I mean, it's not like it's a perfectly paved road coming out of that lake. So if you mixed it back there, a couple bumps coming out of there, more than likely something's going to set it off. And, and that'll be the end of that story. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, the reports don't ever fit. And you had brought up Channel 4, and, and um, they were actually doing proper reporting. I want to look at them to, to relate some of the younger people listening um, look at them as like a Ben Swan almost. You know, he's no longer on mainstream media. Uh, he has moved forward and done his own thing. But uh, he was kind of divorced, uh, you know, out of out of being there anymore. They they were offering him things, asking him to do things he didn't want to do. Um, so that's what happened to to this channel, this news station, Channel Four, which is a local news station there in Oklahoma City. Um, they were reporting the truth. They were talking about the additional explosives, the the, the bombs that were reported that they removed or detonated. Um, and they were bought out by uh, the Washington Post? The New York Times New York Broadcasting Times. Company. Yeah, KFR was a local ABS, uh, ABC affiliate. And they were reporting all of this that we're just talking about. Uh, but a year after the bombing, they, a year after the bombing, they were the only mainstream outlet still talking about this stuff because they were talking to people on the ground, interviewing witnesses, people talking about the ATF not being in the building. And uh, what happened, the New York Times Broadcasting Company purchased the, purchased the affiliate the programming director was fired. The lead uh, investigator on the case was let go, and of course, all of that all of that investigation went by the wayside. And they started just parroting the official story. Yeah, that's good. They became the mainstream and got bought in. See, people don't understand. Um, my father was a DJ in Philadelphia for thirty plus years, and he got out right as the consolidation was beginning. And he was talking about how it, it just didn't make sense to do it anymore because there was no challenge to really fight to be the best because you you had your job because you, you worked for the same people no matter where you were and he hated it you know and and he retired at a very young age that being one of the health was another reason but that was the other reason he just didn't want to fight with this anymore with the with the combination of of all these entities it's like if you if you only have one company owning all the restaurants in the world you know the food's going to be about the same no matter where you go uh, and that's what's happening that's what we're seeing with media um to the multiple bombs uh i know that there was newscasts, broadcasts of them bringing out one of them, a lot of news broadcast about that, and then later on, I think it was uh, there was the White White uh, Frederick Whitehouse Whitehurst Whitehurst, he uh, had come out and said that he believed there was three or four bombs uh, strapped to the column areas to to make this um, whole thing come down even the witnesses inside, again, we had witnesses in 9-11 saying there was multiple explosions you know, prior to the collapse within the building. And we're hearing witnesses from Oklahoma City saying there was you know, explosions prior to the main explosion. Uh, they could feel the floor move before they you know, had the glass blow in on them, different things like that. Um, so what do we know about multiple, multiple bombs or what, what have we learned through investigating? Once again, it's one of those facets of the story that's fascinating because uh, every single piece of evidence indicates and proves that there were multiple bombs inside the building. They've even done simulations of the bombing the Air Force and said there were multiple bombs inside the building. 
Uh, I have interviewed a first responder who overheard the ATF saying that they had swabbed the interior columns and tested positive for C4. The earthquake sensors at the University of Oklahoma and two other geological stations recorded two explosions up to 10 seconds apart. The crater in the street is offset from the major damage inside the building. Mm -hmm. uh, ammonium nitrate is not capable of wrecking that damage on reinforced concrete at that distance. This is just math. And if um, you have ammonium nitrate, you're going to have a very strong ammonia smell. Whereas if you have C4 or other explosives, you're going to have more of a sulfur smell. You and have ammonia gas. Ammonia it gas. It sears your lungs. It's actually the first chemical gas used in World War I. When you explode anfo bombs, anyone who works with an anfo knows, and anfo is used in some mining applications because it, it doesn't cut material, it pushes it. So instead of a, a big pile of gravel, you just have a, a nice shelf of rock to haul off. Now, or it's used for clearing ponds, blown out stumps, it's a slow moving explosive, it's not even classified as a high explosive. And the math dictates that it cannot do that damage at that distance to that building, mm -hmm. and that there was no ammonium nitrate gas cloud, which would have enveloped uh, Oklahoma City, if they're saying that that bomb was as big as they said it was in the, in the, in the uh, form of ANFO. But there are no reports of that smell or seared lungs or anything. In fact, first response would have been impeded entirely. They would have had to have hazmat suits. None of that occurred. Right, gas masks on all the people out there. Some of the, you know, there would have been no moving, movement around the area. Um, and, and that's, that's kind well, of... Hold on. Go ahead, that's, Dave. That that's backed up by, uh, I forget, somewhere in the movie where they, there was a similar bombing somewhere else at like some college or something like that. And everybody that, that uh, responded to the explosion, which, by the way, didn't do you know, any uh, damage to the building other than uh, uh, superficial. Everybody yeah. went to They the opened the next day even. Right. Yeah, the Army, the Army Math Lab at the University of Wisconsin-Madison was a target of uh, an attack by... Um, anti-war radical protesters in the early 70s, they exploded an ammonium nitrate bomb, similar in size to what they say was used in Oklahoma City. Uh, it, it scratched the facade of the building. One person was killed, but they didn't know he was in the building. He was in the bathroom, a, a, a chemist working in the lab. They were trying to blow up an empty building. Um, and there was an ammonium gas cloud that enveloped the campus. Over a dozen people were sent to the hospital because of seared lungs. So we're not talking about theory here. We're talking about things that have happened before, Comparing them in reality to what they're saying happened in Oklahoma City, and that is unreality. It did not occur and could not have occurred. It's just unbelievably uh, unbelievable that they can get this across on people and, and really just trick uh, so many people for so long. I mean, I didn't know about Oklahoma City uh, being a false flag, obviously, until I woke up to 9-11. You know? Then as you do the research back and you, you look at this stuff, and as I said, you, you start seeing it, and you start seeing it for what it is. Um, you know, another another comparison I like to let our listeners really stew on is everything that has happened again over the past 10 years, including 9-11, there's never any video, video evidence, real hard video evidence. You know, and, and again, they did the same thing in Oklahoma City that they did to the Pentagon. Um, you know, all the video was confiscated from around the building and it hasn't been seen. I think I've found once I found some video on Oklahoma City. Um, and it was uh, in a hallway um, at the time of the explosion. It was really bad video. It was like looking down a hallway at some steps. Have you ever, you know the one I speak of? Yes. Uh, due to uh, increased pressure to release the videotapes, a couple of years ago they released two or three tapes that show uh, absolutely nothing. It shows yeah. downtown traffic, doesn't show anything. And then all the tapes at 9.02 a.m. go blank. Yeah. And 
when questioned, the FBI says that these different surveillance systems maintained by different businesses, different security companies, were all changing their <laughs> tape At the same on 9.02 a.m. <laughs> on April 19th, 1995, and uh, we are told to accept that as fact. Yeah, uh, just like... Uh, e- e- Ahead, Even Dave. if they were supposed to change the tapes at that time all over that area, it wouldn't have got done at exactly now. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous how they try to tell us stuff. Uh, I, I well, want people buy it. And that's and now because now I'm getting all mad again. I, I got mad earlier and I'm getting all riled up again. Yeah. Um, Dave, my co-host, he's he's a he's a Brooklyn guy. Uh, he lives down here also. We we Skype into each other to do inter, to do this. Um, and he gets a little fired up with a lot of stuff. So I asked him to pr- try to keep his cursing down tonight because we are internet radio, but <laughs> we're trying to be a little professional having you on board with us tonight. Um, Did I curse? No, you're doing good. That, that's why okay, I said good. that. You're doing very good. Uh, so the videos, there's two more things I want to touch on on Oklahoma City before we move on to current and future stuff from you, um, or current events and future stuff from you. One of the, the, the we, we have a lot of deaths involved around Oklahoma City, as we do with 9-11, as we do with, you know, Hastings and what's going on now, you know. Um, Terry Yank, 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 Yankee, um, he was a police officer. Uh, he apparently had a lot of information, and he was trying to, uh, to put it hiding, and he never was heard from again. Would you uh, like to tell that story for us? Yes, Officer Terry Yankee was um, one of the most exemplary officers on the force at the time, honor graduate of his class in 1990. And he uh, was the first officer to respond to the bombing. He was there four minutes after detonation. When he pulled up, in his words, there were federal agents standing outside watching what was going on. He was the first guy there. Um, And the FBI office, he said they were FBI agents. The FBI office at that time was several miles away. Uh, They had no reason to be standing outside the murder building staring at what was going on, not rendering aid, observing what was happening. Uh, he also started questioning the official story about the bomb damage, about the videotapes. And about a year after the bombing, after suffering a lot of persecution from within the department, um, he told a friend of his that he was uh, going to shake the feds who were following me. He drove to El Reno, Oklahoma, which was his hometown, in an attempt to lose these guys on the backcountry roads. He was delivering documents to a mini storage. Uh, when his car was found the next day, after no one had heard from Terry Yakey, the Canadian County Sheriff's Deputy noted that there were boxes of documents in the back seat of the blood-soaked car. Upon process for investigation, those documents were missing. Mm. Teriyaki was found a mile from his car, a dozen knife wounds to his body, bruises, mud and grass packed into his wounds, handcuff marks on his wrists, a uh, noose mark on his neck. He had been shot at a downward angle at the uh, near top of the head. It exited the jaw. And they ruled that this was a suicide. Yeah. And no powder burns. Yeah, no powder and no burns. No powder burns. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people so kill themselves tied up. I mean, it happens all the time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people drive to El Reno, Oklahoma, and walk a mile into the woods after cutting themselves and shoot themselves at a downward angle. Yeah, exactly. And don't forget, the movie says he was anemic. He would have never made it to the spot where he shot himself in the head because he was bleeding out. Right. Exactly. That's, that's why his wounds were packed with mud and grass as he had been dragged by his wrists and by his neck. He had been tortured and he had been dispatched of because he was planning on blowing the whistle in Oklahoma City. That's why he was killed. And it was not just to silence Terry Yakey. Terry Yakey was killed to send a message to every other first responder out there who was questioning the official story to shut your mouth. And I have seen that work. I know about, I know of a lot of evidence that I cannot bring forward 
damning, incredible, outrageous evidence because the witnesses are scared to death to publicize it, not even anonymously. They don't want anyone knowing that they may be tied or suspecting they may be tied to that revelation. They will not publicly reveal this. Well, I'm hoping that the what's going on right now um, with all these whistleblowers, with uh, um, Snowden, and what's just what's going on, I'm really hoping that they realize that, uh, you know, there is no hiding from it, and and you you got to get it out there because if you have it, they're gonna they're gonna find you one day. One day they're gonna you're gonna slip up small little bit, and they're gonna realize you got that information. So you're better off getting it out because we don't need to see that again. Uh, another person that died in this situation, uh, this was much later in the in the story, uh, was Trinidad's brother. Um, Jesse Trinidad died actually before just mere weeks after the bombing. Now, we interviewed Jesse Trinidad in the movie because he has pursued a FOIA Freedom of Information Act crusade against the federal government about Oklahoma City because his brother was tortured and murdered in federal custody weeks after the bombing because they mistakenly believed that his brother um, was Kenneth Trinidad was involved with the bombing, was in fact John Doe number two. We know this to be true because an FBI agent told Jesse this in confidence. Your brother was killed because they thought he was John Doe number two. There's an interrogation gone bad. Oh, we uh, haven't seen that recently either, have we? No interrogations no, have gone bad. One happened uh, two and a half hours from where I live. A man died with, what was it, seven or eight bullets through his head? <laughs> yeah, an unarmed man. An unarmed man being questioned by the FBI. Go figure. An interrogation gone bad indeed. This is modus operandi for the FBI. Um, they engage in every form of skullduggery to besmirch the reputation of Jesse Trinity because he was questioning how they murdered his brother. His family won a wrongful death lawsuit against the Bureau of Prisons and the FBI, and they had put that money up as a reward for anyone who has any further information. But with the information that Jesse has uncovered, he learned that uh, Andrea Strasmeyer and others were informants, were working with McVeigh. The FBI knew McVeigh before the bombing, referred to him, and knew that he was surrounded by federal informants, that there was a federal operation involved utilizing Tim McVeigh and other federal operatives. That much is true and proven by their own paperwork. Yep. And this, uh, something to really think about with this, and this goes to the, the same thing that just happened up here in Orlando. Our FBI, our law enforcement community, is supposed to be out there to protect us and to think that just because they think um, somebody's the bad guy, it's okay to torture them. You know, I wonder where they get that mentality from. You know, it's, it's just a sad thought to think that, that they believe that they actually believe it's okay for them to do those things um it's just a sad sad day for, for I mean, torture is torture is literally a medieval method of acquiring information frankly it's also inefficient um and yeah we need to move beyond that way beyond torture absolutely well guys i don't want to uh, spoil the whole movie for you so oklahoma or a noble lie oklahoma city 1995 uh Pick it up. If you can't pick it up, it's out there for free. Just go ahead and search it and find it. I didn't know that because I just searched Noble Eye on YouTube and I couldn't find it anywhere. So it is out there. Just do a little harder searching than I did. Yeah, it's um, I'm not buried. involved with that, that company anymore, but it is kind of buried uh, for some reason. Look up um, Oklahoma City, I mean, uh, Noble Eye, Oklahoma City 1995, official free version, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the search tag will, will be right there. Or. Free Mind Films YouTube channel. That's the company, Free Mind Films. They have a YouTube channel. It should be on there also. All right, excellent. All right, let's, uh, let's move to some current events. Uh, I've, I've thrown some of the names out there, so I'm sure you know where my brain is. 
Um, one that's really grabbed me is the one that just happened this week. Uh, I was an EMT in, in New Jersey for eight, nine years. I've been at hundreds of car accidents. I covered one of the main strips in New Jersey that was a, a shore route. So in the summertime, we'd get 15 accidents a week. Um, I've seen car accidents. I've seen cars on fire. I've never seen one blow up, I'll be honest. But I've seen a lot of car bombs in Iraq. The car I saw in the videos uh, and the pictures of Hastings looks like a car that was blown up to me. Wow, it's amazing. Well, I mean, the engine was found 100 yards away. Um, there's nothing to explain that besides some other force driving it out of the vehicle. Right. Uh, like an explosion, interior explosion. And I, and I think about... I, go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. I can offer a little insight here. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this on radio. I know what you're saying. When I was when I was a teenager in Brooklyn, uh, I've lit a car on fire or two in my life, and um, <laughs> or two, <laughs> or two, or uh, two. Any more than that, it's a felony. Um, so uh, the burn pattern is irrelevant. I've I've lit cars on fire most of the time. You know, it was in the interior, and then you know, I go back and check on it, and it's burned from bumper to bumper. And all you see around the tires are, you know, the the steel belts. So the, the fires move relatively quickly. There for some reason there are you know. This part might not be on fire. You can't go by that. We're not experts at it. The engine, I've seen engines. Uh, the guy was going really, really fast. So, you know, the, the, the thing when he went through the light. Yep. I, could, I, could buy, I could buy that. Um, and why I will support what he is saying, and, and I don't believe what he's saying, but I will support it a little bit. I spoke with a guy that I know. Uh, he's an engineer, or was an engineer for VW. And he told me that German vehicles are bro- built with breakaway mounts for, for the engines. Um, they're built to break away at high speeds and travel away. Now, I could accept that. I could believe that. No, I got no problem with that. I could, I could understand the reasoning behind it. But the problem I have is the engine went this way. The car was this way. I, I guess you can't really see me on the radio. You can see me, what I'm trying to say. The car was <laughs> sideways, and the engine went forward. The, the quarter panel was actually wrapped around the tree from the explosion of it popping out. It is believed, and some of the theories out there, is that the car blew up before it hit the tree. So all those cars you lit on fire, Dave, did any of them explode and blow up massively and throw the engine out? No. But, okay. Uh, no, but one did blow up on me. <laughs> so, By the way, that was, that was the last car I lit on fire. <laughs> is that why you stopped doing it, I guess? <laughs> yeah, that and I was getting a little bit older. No, it was done with whatever. All right, on to the next. <laughs> so, Mike, I guess my question for you, Holland, is... You obviously think the same way I'm thinking. What, what, I've heard stories that he was working on a, a CIA story coming out soon um, with a whistleblower and other people. So what, what have you, what's your thoughts or what have you learned or anything like that you'd like to share? Well, he did uh, send an email to his friends um, shortly before he died where he says that the feds are interviewing my close friends and associates and that he is working on a big story and need, need to get off the radar for a bit. Yeah, those are his words. Mm-hmm. So he was working on something. He was, his friends and associates were being interviewed by federal agents, and uh, he tried to go off the radar. They found out what he was working on. And the thing about Hastings is they didn't have to blow him up, if that's what they did. They, he could have died of a heart attack. He could have died uh, eating uh, tainted muscles. He could have died in any number of ways that could have silenced his voice and stopped his work without being rather obvious about it, if it was indeed a car bomb. But if it is a car bomb, and it's determined that it is so, um, that itself was a shot across the bow, uh, the bow to mainstream media. Because he was, although 
uh, a dedicated journalist who was uncovering stuff. He was still a member of the mainstream media. He wrote for Newsweek, Rolling Stone. Um, so it was a shot across the bow to mainstream media telling them, you're getting, you're, you're getting way too close to things. You need to back off of, of leakers. You need to back off of whistleblowers and stop exposing things within this administration or this government. So I think if it was a car bomb, it was not just to kill Hastings. It was like when they killed Terry Yakey to silence the voice of others. Yep. And I think the first start of that in this, in this current succession was Breitbart. I mean, I still believe uh, he got the heart attack on. Uh, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, let's put it that way. So I think they've been trying to tell people this for a while, and it's getting out of hand uh, for them, not for us. It's getting good for us. We're learning some great information. Um, I really would like to have known what he was coming out with next because he was the one that took McChrystal down. You know, people don't realize that's how, you know, th- this guy has done damage to the, uh, to the elite, to the system in the past. And um, unfortunately, he won't be doing any more damage unless we can really prove somehow um, that he was assassinated, as I yeah, will but, say and call. Yeah, but here's the deal. There, you know, he's, he's got damning evidence, you know, in this movie that really, I mean, I, it's probably one of the, the, the videos that I've seen and I'm like, holy shit, there's so much proof. There's just science, you know, about the, uh, the, 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 the depth of the, uh, the crater that it blew out and how it wrapped around a set of columns. It just doesn't make sense. So, but people still don't buy it. I mean, you know, the people still blissfully watching or giving a shit about what uh, Kanye West baby's name is. Oops, I cursed. I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, so it, it doesn't really matter what they do. They, they could really they, they could piss on your leg and tell you it's raining, and they'll, the American public will be happy with that. You know? Dave, Dave's so. my Debbie Downer there, Holland. So uh, I like to try to tell him every time we do this, every time you put out a new movie, every time people look at this explosion and start thinking, we get, even if it's only one or two more people awake, which I know it's going to be a lot more than that, um, we're getting closer. And they're speeding up their process. So what's your thoughts on, on his Debbie Downerness? Well, um, Dave is not far off. I mean, these NSA revelations have sparked uh, a scandal within intelligentsia and media, but the American people, for the most part, don't care. Welcome to the NSA monitoring their communications. Uh, well, maybe not for the most part, but an uncomfortably large portion of the population simply doesn't care what the NSA is doing because they have nothing to hide. Um, so, I mean, we're dealing, but we're dealing with you know, mind-controlled victims. At the very least, the American public has been raised on 18 or 12 years of public education to subvert their uh, intellectual processes and their intellectual curiosity and their creativity and their ability to challenge authority. But they've also been programmed by television Mm -hmm. for a good number of years of their life by mainstream media, chemically through additives in the food, chemicals in the water, in the air, God knows. We're probably persecuted beyond our wildest dreams. So we're dealing with a with mind control victims here. We have to realize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to extricate ourselves and wake up as many of them as possible. Yeah, and I, I just posted an article this week from uh, CBS Atlanta. Seventy percent of Americans are on Big Farm. There's another big problem right there. I mean, we've got. I'm so happy to be in the thirty percent. I haven't taken Big Farm in years. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Well, that's that's you're on a prescribed medicine. Right. When you say big pharma, you kind of give the the, the, the illusion or that people are taking um, medications for you know their uh, issues uh, or mental issues. I'm on medication, mm-hmm. you know, for blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect uh, ho- 
It might not affect anything else. Is <laughs> he stuttering? Because if well, because if, if it's trying to make me you know think bad th- or good thoughts, it's not working. Because I'm about the most negative mf'er out there. No, that's just trying to keep you sick down the road. You know, you'll always have to be on that. Now your body will never be able to regulate its blood pressure on its own, and, and without a lot of work coming off of that, and you could easily well, die. I actually- I actually try. We'll talk about that later. Let's, yeah, let's I don't go. want to tie him up in drugs and everything. But that's, a, that's also, I think, part of the problem. You know, and I agree with you on the water. I agree with you on the food. I agree with you with the, with the aerosol spraying that we see over us every single day. Um, <laughs> my, my partner here, this is one of the things we don't agree on is, is uh, chemtrails and aerosol spraying. Um, he, he, we won't get into that either, unless uh, you'd like to get into chemtrails, because I'd love to talk chemtrails. With no, you. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. <laughs> that's cool. I understand. Um, none of us are. <laughs> none of us are. That is a good and point. And that's my point. <laughs> so we've got you now. Um, you, you, you're looking at Hastings. You're looking at all these different whistleblowers coming out. Snowden, you know, they, they, they finally uh, charged him today with espionage, or yesterday with espionage. Uh, it's kind of funny that... Somebody is being charged with spying for revealing spying. I mean, that doesn't make much sense, does it? Well, the, the mark of a bureaucratic tyranny is a, tyranny is a total lack of a sense of irony. They don't realize they're being ironic because they're incapable of self-introspection. Uh, they're always right. So uh, that's what we must deal with, this monopoly of authority that is always right, that tells us what is true and what is not, and is now uh, attempting to, to throw people in jail who reveal the truth, the fact that they're unconstitutionally spying on the American citizens. For that, you are charged with espionage. Yeah, And, and that's, that's what they're doing. Uh, unbelievable. Now, I see you've got a connection here. I'm on your, uh, your IMDB page. Uh, at the bottom here, uh, Whistleblower is the Untold Story. And you're getting involved in something with that, if I'm not mistaken. I, I see the first name that came up was a Julie. Crud, it didn't come up again for me. Julia Davis. Julia Davis. Um, what can you tell us about uh, that endeavor coming up, or, or what that's all about? Well, um, I've been working with uh, Julia and B.J. Davis on a number of projects, including uh, September Morning and other things. Uh, Julia Davis was a former Homeland Security officer, and they have made their own documentary about their case. She reported on corruption within her department, and to this she was subjected to a years-long and still being subjected to persecution, false arrest, false imprisonment, false charges, uh, because she happened to embarrass the head of the U.S. Customs, uh, the, the head of U.S. Customs at the time, uh, in front of the FBI. It was simply a political infight game. She became involved, and witnesses may have died, but if you want to check that story out, go to uh, Top Priority, The Enemy Within, which is the documentary about the Julia Davis case. B.J. Davis, her husband, is actually a Hollywood producer and director of some acclaim, which is why they were able to have the resources and the capability to fight back against what was going on. Because the Julia Davis case is sadly not unique. It happens all the time. Most people, however, quickly fold under such intense pressure. Yeah, and they just go away. And you can catch Julia in a week and a half. on. Uh, she's going to be a guest on Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger um, over on Radio IO there. So make sure you guys uh, check their schedule. I, I can't remember when. I know he's on vacation. But if you want to hear her tell her story, um, you've interviewed with Ledge. Ledge does a really good interview. Oh, yeah. So I look forward to uh, hearing that one. Uh, let's see here. Let's get uh, the best ways for people to get uh, in touch with you, follow you, Twitter, Facebook, um, websites, anything like that that you might have coming up. Uh, Twitter, I'm Holland Hoff, Holland, H-O-F, one word, on Twitter. 
I have a radio show called uh, Radio Free Oklahoma. So the Logos Radio Network, it's on 18 FM and AM stations, also low power and FM and AM stations across the country. That's Radio Free Oklahoma at the Logos Radio Network. It's on Monday nights, 6 to 8 p.m. Central. Um, uh, I'm continuing to work in film. I'm working on a couple projects right now. Really can't. They're still in development, so I really don't want to talk about it yet. Uh, but uh, I'm continuing forward in film and in radio and a, a lot of endeavors. But, uh, yeah, you can also email me at uh, hollandvandenuenhoff at gmail.com. So if you can track down how to spell my name. <laughs> uh, you can send them an just, email. <laughs> just contact me at gmail, and I, I will endeavor to respond. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up here with you. I appreciate you taking the time. One last thing I request from you, if you don't mind. I'd like to get a, a drop from you for the show. A drop? Yeah. What do you mean? Um, this is Holland Vanden Neuenhoff. You're listening oh. to The First 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Um, that's it. This is Holland Van de Neuenhoff. You're listening to the first 52 minutes of RazRadio.com. Thank you very much. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, everybody, make sure you check out his, mu- his uh, movie. Uh, check out his radio show if you're in the area. Is that broadcasted anywhere? Tune in, or is it Internet-based? Uh, uh, it is on Internet, LogosRadioNetwork.com. It's in Austin. It was in Oklahoma City until the FCC shut us down. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're up in Sioux City Falls somewhere. I forget. Mugglesradionetwork.com and you'll find me. You'll find you. Excellent. Well, sir, you have a great Saturday evening. I appreciate you taking the time to come uh, come talk with us, and uh, hopefully we can have you again down the road. Definitely. It's been my pleasure. Hey, before you go, I got one quick question. Okay. That, uh, that German guy that uh, may have been the one that, yeah, I, I, I suck with names, but is there any update on him, or is he just in Germany and, and never to be found? I uh, spoke with his attorney... A year or so ago, his attorney was upset with me. Uh, although he performed no action because they couldn't, I had the truth on my side. Um, according to last word, Andy the German, the Strausmeier, who was the informant who actually planted the explosives in the Moore building and got off scot-free, was working construction in Germany. Then he was on a kibbutz in Israel with his Israeli girlfriend, which is rather strange behavior for a neo-Nazi. So yeah. take your this guess. <laughs> Unreal. All right. That's another interesting twist. All right, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. All right, Holland, we really appreciate you. Have a great one now. You too. See you later, bud. That was excellent having uh, Mr. Vanden Neuenhoff on on with us. Um, A lot of information, man. We could have went for six hours with him. I mean, I barely touched the notes I took. Um, I'm sitting over here sweating (laughs) because I was so excited to have him on with us. Um, And and, uh, I'm still a little, like, uh, you guys never hear me tongue-tied like this. I've been very, I don't know why. You're talking very quickly, which means... uh, we were both excited and nervous at the same time. I, and I think it's because I watched a fucking movie today. And, I, again, I got myself all pissed off. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, pff, one foot in Honduras. <laughs> you in Honduras. Especially, it took you a while well, to say it, though. I'll give you that. Uh, well, now they have... now. Uh, part of the reason why I wanted to go there is because they have this free city project that's going on there. That two or three cities are going to try to make into a uh, like Hong Kong or a Singapore. Um, and that kind of got kiboshed uh, by the congressman over there, but it's been reinvigorated. The guy left, or the president left, or whatever, and now it's a thing again. It just came back this week that it might be... I was even telling you about this. You know, a smart man would go down there and provide Open materials. <laughs> you don't need a pool business down You just go tr- drive trucks, you know, to, to bring materials in. Shit, you can start... You can make a, a restaurant, because you know there's going to be a lot of workers there, and they're going to have to eat. You need some food. Yeah, you know, they're going to be building up this, this whole area. Anyway, smart guy would do that. Yes, he would. Well, 
I want you all to go make sure you check out this movie. Um, and as you're watching it, I know I had to go back to that. We'll, we'll get no, into it. No, no, no. It's, it's skin biscuits. Oh, I hadn't even been looking up there. He's like, all right, we're done with the serious shit. Let's party. <laughs> but we still have Cameron coming up. He'll be up here. Uh, we're going to talk some, some uh, information with him, try to learn uh, what's happened with him since that um, phone call he made, and uh, give him some time to really uh, cut his uh, teeth on what he wants to talk about. Uh, but let me get back here to uh, Noble Eye. Uh, please support the gentleman. Get out there, buy the video. Uh, if you can't buy it, go ahead to YouTube. I can't, fi- I can't find it on YouTube. I, well, I looked three or four different times, and I, I, I'm guessing that it's it's probably been wiped off. I went to the site, you know, to the, I forget the name of the the, the free, movie company, right? And they only have three videos there, and they're they're, they're all three uh, just uh, short little clips of it. Mm. Yeah, well. We'll find it for you. You guys just get out there and buy it then. Oh. Yes. I can't believe we were exactly 52 minutes in when you had him do that drop. And he said, you're listening to the first 52 minutes. <laughs> and I look at the clock and it's 9.52. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> it's conspiracy. Crazy. That's kind of interesting, actually. I didn't even realize that. But then again, I was, uh, I'm still tweaked. I got to calm down during the break. I'm like way tweaked up. I got to get a beer yeah, in me. What is wrong? All day. With I know. This. Well, actually, I've been excited day. about this. I was so excited. Apparently, I'm going to have to really make sure I'm reads. calm next time. Yeah, like, I know. I can He's see looking that. at me. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Next time, I'll be able to calm down a little better. Hopefully. Uh, Deep breath. Yeah, I know. Woosa. Woosa. Time for a beer, I'm thinking. Me hey, thinks. Uh, if you guys want to go out and get the movie because it's not available on uh, YouTube. Get it the way I got it. And I can't believe I'm going to say this on the air again. But I bit torrented it. So it's, it's out there. It's out there. Oh. You can find it if you have the intelligence and the ability to find <laughs> it. So just just It's not very difficult it. to bit torrent. If you knew how to, if you knew how to use uh, Kazaa, Morpheus, and uh, what's it called? Why am I hearing an echo? Because you should know what that means by now. Shut up. <laughs> it means I'm getting ready to go to a break. So search for those. Find them. And uh, we'll be back in about eh, a couple minutes. This is Lexi Raz. You're listening to RazRadioLive.com, where I am the bitch in charge. Listen up. And uh, what's the phone number? The number is 941-421-0401. And what's your Twitter handle? At Lexi Raz. And what's my Twitter handle? Your Twitter is go fuck yourself. That's fucked up. See all this great shit that I'm doing for you and, and trying to help everybody, and, and then you tell me to go fuck myself? You're, you're a cool... At Shifty SBS. Thank you. Listen up. Thank you. Thank you. Every time we come, we see these haters want to stop it. But we don't give a fuck, you know, we'll always dodge and duck it. Rising up above it. See us at the summit, left them off in the dust when we bust up like a comet. Every time we come, we see these haters want to stop it. But we don't give a fuck, you know, we'll always dodge and duck it. Rising up above it. See us at the summit, left them off in the dust when we bust up like a comet. Jump up on this mic, these haters take a step back. It's all about the movements, fitting nothing but the facts. I got this bitch brigade on my couch, just getting whacked. Now I got these bitch ass haters steady biting on my back, man. What the fuck is going on? Going till force coming wrong. Trying to stop the message, cause the message coming too damn strong. Never do I play along, shake them off like all day long. Focus on my mission while they plot 
Kowalski from Dust Till Dawn. But I don't give a fuck, I never have, I never will. It's just another chance for me to brush up on my skills. They do it for the hate, man, some do it for the thrill. I do it for the love, cause I gotta keep it real. Every time we come from see these haters wanna stop it. But we don't give a fuck, you know we'll always dodge and duck it. Rising up above it, see us at the summit, left them off in the dust when we bust off like a comet. Every time we come from see these haters wanna stop it. But we don't give a fuck, you know we'll always dodge and duck it. Rising up above it. See us at the summit, left them off in the dust when we bust off like a comet. Hey yo, Chris, I can feel you like 120%. Haters and infiltrators are hell bent. I wanna tie them up and make them repent. And then find out by whom they were sent. These days they seem all out. And if you know payday, you know he's balls out. Alex Jones, he can't stand criticism. And I don't trust him as far as I can spit it at him. That's the way it's gotta be. Until we know the details of the Council for National Policy. I can only take a stab at it. But what I do know is their agenda's very elaborate. So who the fuck can we trust? When it comes down to the grizzle, my nizzle, I'm ready to bust. To the clip is empty. These days, I don't even trust Gerald Salente. Every time we come, we'll see these haters wanna stop it. But we don't give a fuck, you know, we'll always dodge and duck it. Rising up above it. See us at the summit, left them off in the dust when we bust off like a comet. Every time we come, we'll see these haters wanna stop it. But we don't give a fuck, you know, we'll always dodge and duck it. Rising up above it. See us at the summit, left them off in the dust when we bust off like a comet. We in the middle of a war and I got a mission. Exposing these hoses, controlled opposition. Listen, I ain't hating a dissin. I'm just trying to expand your vision. For real, it's sickening the conditions we live in. They trying to transform the planet to a prison. And most of these sheep is halfway asleep, sitting in their living rooms, watching their television. Yeah, but some of us is different. We read the newspapers thinking, who the fuck they kidding? We hate these politicians, and it doesn't really matter if their last name is Bush, Obama, or Clinton. We saw the Twin Towers, and we thought, damn. Malicious. The powers that be said, oh, you gotta get them. You can tell them anything to make them feel like victims. So long as Jesuits and Zionists are never mentioned. Every time we go, we'll see these haters wanna stop it. But we don't give a fuck, you know, we'll always dodge and duck it. Rising up above it. See us at the summit, left them off in the dust when we bust off like a comet. Every time we go, we'll see these haters wanna stop it. But we don't give a fuck, you know, we'll always dodge and duck it. Rising up above it. See us at the summit, left them off in the dust when we bust off like a comet. your vision or you listen to your intuition quit your bitching about the position you live in you gotta keep clear intentions and be thankful for the shit you're given you always start to worry wherever you go thinking everyone you know is going tail prone you gotta turn off the beat when we're speaking to it we gotta keep it fresh keep it prudent this is the freedom movement be the teacher be the student learn the language and then speak it fluent communicate and reach them through it it's election season all the candidates prepare to win it's all lies i see smoke in the air again your chance of getting me to vote is very thin you're better off selling beef jerky to a broke vegetarian so i don't know why they try and persist i'd rather hear another lie from this by a zionist scientist every time we go we'll see these haters want to stop it but we don't give a fuck you know we'll always dodge and duck it rising up above it see us at the summit left them off in the dust when we bust off like a comet every time we go we'll see these haters want to stop it but we don't give a fuck you know we'll always dodge and duck it rising up above it see us at the summit left them off in the dust when we bust off like a comet I don't know where I'm going. I don't know.
Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spray? the most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. This is Bob Tuscan from the intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. to move on to some more information. Mr. Uh, Van Nuenhoff, I really appreciate you coming on. Guys, make sure you follow him. I tweeted out his uh, Twitter information so you could follow him. Uh, let's see here. It is... <clears throat> Everybody should follow him because uh, he doesn't have a lot of followers. No, he, he, uh, he doesn't really have too many. He should have a lot more than what he does have. Uh, that'll be at Holland Hoff. 
H-O-L-L-A-N-D-H-O-F. Everybody give him a good follow, show him some support. Uh, guy's got some excellent information. Uh, he's going to be coming out with a lot more. I look forward to seeing uh, what his next productions are and, and, and what else he puts out there. I mean, uh, that's what he does. That's what his his whole thing is around, is, is putting this information out, being a researcher, being a filmmaker, uh, doing his radio show. You know, it's it's important to get a lot of this information out there. And, uh, you know, that's what we try to do. I know we might not be the most professional about it, and we might stumble over some words. Um, but but that's all we're trying to do is give you guys information. I'm waiting to see. Uh, I, I put a call out to Cameron. Uh, I don't have his number stored. Um, so hopefully he'll get back here on with us about 10.15. I sent him a message to call us around then. So I'll have to wait and see if he comes on. But I got more than enough uh, to talk about w- without that. I want to start <laughs> with uh, with one, Dave, that you I threw at you today. I'm assuming you probably went and checked it out. <clears throat> Oregon State Police used taser on naked autistic 11-year-old girl. No, I didn't. I didn't look at it because I had technical issues between a couple of radio hosts, <laughs> and I had to watch that other movie. <laughs> I don't know what you might be talking about there. Well, cu- remember, I said a couple of radio hosts. A couple of radio hosts. That's right. Well, you know, it takes a lot to get these shows together. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this girl that got tasered. So first, uh, I see we got a video here. So let's see what they got to tell us. Uh, about it first, and then we'll uh, discuss it. Was it Texas? Texas? Uh, oh, no, it was, uh, what did I say? Omaha. There is new information. Oregon. About a young woman found walking naked along Interstate 5 over the weekend. And the state police confirms that that woman, who was described as unresponsive and confused, was taken down with a taser. Newswatch 12 Justin Bork reports with an eyewitness account you'll only see on Newswatch 12. The young woman seen walking confused and naked right here near a milepost 18 on I-5 is a juvenile. And because of that, state police aren't releasing her name or the exact details around her condition. But one eyewitness says the situation was like nothing he had ever seen. It was a sight Adam Bednar says he wishes he could forget. I don't know how to describe it, really. It was just shocking. That was all. You know, I couldn't believe that it was happening. OSP officials describe a young girl, unresponsive and confused, wandering naked along the highway. It was Adam that first found her there. I stopped the car in the middle of the freeway. I backed up. And she she kind of looked in my window. She kind of laughed and kept on walking. Adam drove alongside her while he called police. He says the trooper who arrived called for her to stop and threatened twice to tase her. After giving no response, two little red dots appeared on her back, then metal barbs. She seized up and she just fell face first on the ground. Just face first on the ground. OSP officials say it was necessary to prevent her from wandering further into the road and putting herself in danger. Adam, who helps troopers apprehend the girl on the hood of his car, says he isn't so sure. She wasn't going off the road. She was set on walking down the freeway. And I think that had she waited for backup, they probably could have got her without the taser. As for the reasons for her behavior, state police say she likely has autism. Adam says whatever it was, it was baffling. I thought she was drugged. I thought she was on, you know, maybe bath salts, too much meth, something. What is certain years old. is that the young girl was not the victim of a crime, and she is reportedly safe with her family. But Adam says he isn't about to forget this case anytime soon. Wow, the most, the craziest experience of my life. 
State police say the young woman in this case won't be charged with any crimes because she wasn't aware of her surroundings. They say the use of force is done at an officer's discretion, but they will be reviewing it to make sure it meets their policies. In Ashland, Justin Bork, Newswatch 12. So to keep you safe, we're going to tase you so you fall flat on your face. That's exactly what to do. People call the cops to, you know, that say, oh, my son's you know, suicidal. They go over and they shoot the fucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just wanted to help him along and you know, keep him safe. So we figured we'd just pull mm-hmm. the trigger for him. Yeah, it's, it's a sad day when uh, 11-year-old girls that aren't doing anything illegal, haven't done anything wrong, or just walking down the street, and just because they didn't listen to what the cop told them to do, they get a taser in the back. That's, that's a tasing. That's a sad day. It really that's is a, a sad that's, day. That's, that's, that's what they call a contempt of cop. Well, they, they call it whatever the hell they want to call it because it's at their discretion. You know, luckily, there was a witness there. Uh, it could have been worse, maybe, if uh, a witness wasn't standing right there uh, assisting the police officer. I'm I'm just really happy she wasn't shot because we know that things like that occur too. And I, you know, we know that police right now are using excessive force. No, and I'm thinking of that. the alternative right now and at least she's not dead because that could have been the worst end of the whole situation. Worst case scenario type situation. Yeah. And and let me play devil's advocate. The parents know that she sort of walks in her sleep sort of a thing that she's a young kid she's husky she could be taken as an adult in a situation like that and i'm sure that there's some securities or measures they could have taken to keep her from meandering outside of the home i mean what was she like a half hour walk outside of the house Uh, it's kind of quite a walk and they were trying to detour her from walking into oncoming traffic so let's tase her so she falls on her face they may have saved her life they may have saved her life too in the same instance the father the father hold on dave the father was interviewed on alex jones the other day um the father was interviewed does it matter where it was done I just won't say Don't where it was done out. next time. The father was interviewed. The father was Let's interviewed. Just leave it there. And, and basically, <laughs> from reports, they had traffic stopped. There was, at the, by the time the cop was there, she had had that area of, you know, cops pull over, people move away from the cop car when okay, they're on the Okay, well, I mean, I read the article on it, and, and according to the article, they were trying to protect her from walking into oncoming traffic. I didn't know they had the traffic stopped. Well, now, if that so was that's the case, different. if that was the case, as a law enforcement, as, as, as somebody there to protect and serve wouldn't it have made more sense to just maybe walk alongside the girl and talk to her and then if she tried to bolt you just grab her well we're I talking mean, about an 11 year old girl here we're i not mean talking a, about a, a grown a, adult person whether she was naked or not should have been able to walk alongside her scurry her off into a side area and get her detained without having to fucking tase her i'm just glad they didn't fucking shoot her you know what i mean yeah. that could have been no, the like, worst case scenario no, there let me ask you a question. All right, let's remove the 11-year-old autistic girl and replace it with, I don't know, a cow. There's a cow on the side of the highway. Well, they just shoot that. They don't shoot that. <laughs> no, they rustle it's them like, up. They take video of it and they get, they, they get you know, all these cars to go make sure that the traffic stops. And, you know, they, they, they treat it nicely. They treat it humanely. An 11-year-old girl? Taser, that fucker. Yeah. I hate, I, I well, hate that's what I'm saying is, is people make hasty decisions when a human life is involved, even if it's crazy. Um, and, and they make brash decisions. We all know that. It's not like it's nothing we haven't heard before. 
I'm not surprised by it. I think that they could have gone about it in a different way, but they didn't. And thank God they didn't fucking shoot her. That's all I'm saying. Because that's, I wouldn't put it past them either. Yeah, well, they, they, they've done it. It's not like it hasn't happened. They, uh, where was it? They, uh, in front of the Walmart or something, they shot somebody who was handing out pizza. And there was another story like a week and a half ago about uh, an innocent person that got shot. We got, you know, raids on the wrong house where the people inside the house get shot. Uh, it does happen a lot. So, yeah, I guess we could say uh, she got the better of the evil, but none of it should have happened no matter what is the main point. That, uh, right. She, she, got the, she got the least form of torture. Yeah, you should be. You should be. You should. You should be thankful. Yeah, yeah. I'm not thankful. I'm, I'm just not talking saying. about you. It's it's it's, it's the generic rhetoric, you. rhetorical. Yeah. I I, I think it's silly that being in that position that they don't have alternate methods for detouring somebody from walking into oncoming that they have to stop traffic and oh, how, make a big scene and taser some eleven year old autistic husky girl because she looks like an adult and she can handle it i mean you should be able to go hey and get a couple of people to move her to the side of the road and get her into a vehicle or something and clothed and home without having to tase her okay here's another here's another scenario suppose uh, i went to cook city montana right it's a town that's uh, a snowmobile town. The, lo- the, the closest law enforcement is an hour and a half away. Suppose I'm there, and, or, and a bunch of us are there, and uh, you know, there's this girl walking down the street, naked, who's you know, autistic. Are we going to take out a baseball bat and club her? No, we're going to try <laughs> humanely to be like, hey, what's going on? What's going on, little girl, blah, blah, blah. You know, when, when you remove the law enforcement, when you can't call the law enforcement, People will figure out a way to, to, to handle it. See, that's the problem today is everybody says, oh, there's a problem. i got to call the cops. Right. And you get what you pay but for. But that's, that's because we've been <clears throat> made to realize that if we try to do it ourselves, we're going to be the one that gets in trouble or, you know, I don't get give charged with something. And that's Well, that's part of the problem, though, with society. They've drained that or embedded that into everybody's head that, hey, you can't handle this problem. You know, the person you don't want me to mention, Alex Jones, tells a story where he was in a restaurant. And a lady was choking, and nobody would help her. And he went over to help her, and they were like, no, don't touch her. The paramedics will be here soon. He's like, she's going to be dead if I don't do something. And they're like, well, you can't help her. And he just did it anyway, and he did the Heimlich. But nobody would Mm -hmm. help her because they were afraid that, and they were told that they don't do that. When I was a kid, when I was young, we were all taught how to make sure we knew how to do the Heimlich maneuver, how to um, do CPR. I mean, I, I was, shit, I was 12 or 13 when I learned how to do CPR. I can do CPR. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I can save your life one day. Well, it might not be long the way things are going. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, that's the point. Society, and that's what Holland was talking about. You know, society has been drugged, has been genetically mutated, has been... <laughs> I'm serious. What do you think? No, 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 no. It's Trucker, Trucker Mike just tweeted something out there. Jesus. Will you stop laughing at tweets? <sighs> it's Loudly. part of my job, isn't it? To look, to look at <laughs> it? Okay, Mister Crazy, walking around with his earbuds in all day, like laughing randomly <laughs> while you're walking around doing your job, and people I, think you're a complete nutbag. It's, it, it's great when new. You're residents. like, it's okay. I'm listening to radio, and they're like, nope, still crazy. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Shannon. While we're on. laughing, yeah. While we're laughing, Trucker Mike said maybe they thought she might have a concealed weapon. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. She had no clothes on, so she couldn't. Right. You know, it's not even like there was a, a worry that's of that. That's why I was laughing. Well, yeah, and that's it. It is a good point. You know, uh, 
Uh, he, he was also taking a swipe at the cops. Maybe they're dumb, which, well, yeah. I don't know oh, if that's really a and swipe. and another exciting thing. We get to be live on live with, I shouldn't say live on live, but we get to have a video feed with Frank and Michelle later. Yes, we do. I'm so excited. Yeah, I got informed right before we started that uh, um, <laughs> uh, Frank and Michelle will be joining us in the third hour. So that'll be Love a them. fun Agent 66 and uh, Oh, Castle. I'm going to get high. I'm going to get high. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have to, because then you're going to sit there and be quiet. (laughs) So what else we got pulled up here? Um, You posted this, so why don't we let you, I mean, I'm up on it, but since you posted it, I'll let you cover it. Uh, Filmmaker assert new evidence on crash of TWA Flight 800. Now, before you go into this, though, a little story to go with this. Um, As you all know, I have two children live up in New Jersey with their mother. Her and I don't get along anymore, but she takes care of the kids well. We used to talk a lot, and after September 11th, uh, she was telling me a story. It was after the Flight 800 crash. And uh, <clears throat> she had a lot of friends. Her ex-husband was uh, Air Force and was up in that area and knew a lot of people up there. And she had people tell her that it was a rocket fired from the base that were in the military. And I, you know, I was like, well, you know, I mean, I could see that being it because it doesn't make sense saying it wasn't, uh, you know, a bomb on board of it. Uh, and now here we are, 10 years later. Oh, no, it's more than that. Oh, is it? No. When, uh, I was uh, 95, 96. Oh, 96, yeah. yeah. I, uh, 96, 97, because uh, yeah, that was 96. the first, first apartment I was in after I got divorced. Yeah, and she uh, she told me stories of, of people being there. And it was... I, I, when I went to computer school, now I'm, you know, I was living in Long Island. I remember that. I, I, I remember that <laughs> night well. I you see, I glazed right over that. Um, so uh, one of the guys I went to school with. Now this is '98 when I met this guy. So it happened just two years earlier, right? And he was telling me that he knew people that were fishing out in uh, Long Island Sound, uh, not in Long Island Sound, so it was Atlantic, um, but off Long Island. And they had seen a, you know, something go up and, and hit the plane, right. you know, with, 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 with a flame trail. Right. And um, I didn't believe it at the time, you know, because, you know, it was 98. I had my head far up my ass and, you know, I was died in wool status. And I was like, no, 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 no. I went, wow. How did they explain it? Oh, yeah. It, 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 it leaked fuel out of the plane. Burned down. And, well, no, no. It leaked fuel out as it was flying. And then it ignited, and before the plane blew, it ignited the, f- the trail. trail, the the trail behind it. Right, right. At two hundred and fifty miles an hour. Right. At that, you know, at that point, it was probably I don't know fifteen thousand feet at least because it had just taken off, hasn't hadn't it? Yeah, yeah. And by the time it hits that part of Long Island, because that's that's far along, yeah, it's probably uh, at least fifteen thousand feet up in the air. Well, this documentary, if they make this documentary, it's going to be uh, it's seventeen years ago. It's going to uh, really be a, just another sign that, that our government doesn't know what the hell it's doing because um, I'd have to believe that that was, uh, that was not nefarious. You know, it was a mistake. It yeah, that's what I think, too, because right? there was a sub in the area, and all the boats that were going towards, you know, the accident site, the military was hightailing it the other way. Right, so, uh, you know, again, it just goes to show, uh, you know, people not paying attention enough. Um, and just another notch in the, the belt of the evil stupidity that we uh, live under. 
so I'm curious to see what happens with that. There was 230 people on it. No, wait. All 230 passengers aboard were killed, yeah. Yeah. So uh, now the, the reports I've seen is that um, there's radar that shows um, that it was the explosion was traveling at like Mach 4 prior to like at the explosion it, whatever it says it says that it was traveling at Mach 4 at the explosion keep in mind that uh, I don't know if people know this a lot of these anti-aircraft missiles um, they lock on they as they're approaching the plane they actually ignite prior to hitting you know like through the, the there's a lot of different things there's some that ignite after hitting there's some that ignite prior to so it could because right, you don't want it to, you don't want it to go through the plane right and explode on the other side. You want it to blow up in the plane, right? And through the plane, yeah, you know, blow up through the plane. So, uh, right. it's very feasible that 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 uh, a rocket shot down that plane, and that's really what this is looking like. Um, During the time, because you know this is a big thing in that area. Um, mm-hmm. the, there was, and I distinctly remember a woman. I bet you she's in the movie. Um, she had swaths of the seats. Um, and they found some sort of residue on there that would come from uh, missiles. And then they took the swaths back and, uh, you know, never let anybody around it again. And, and here's, here's the thing. When that, first, when that thing broke last week, right, it was all over the news for a day. Right. And CNN, and that's how I found out about it. I woke up and CNN was talking about it. And I was like, holy shit, CNN is talking about shit like this? But they, they show you that this movie's coming out. What the movie's about, they spend, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds on it. And then the next 10 fucking minutes interviewing the guy that was head of the NTSB at the time, discrediting the movie. Right. Well, and that's... They didn't, it wasn't balanced at all. It's just, here's the movie, and here's 10 minutes of the guy talking shit about it. Well, you know, and they, and they, they offered no other explanation of anything else. And I was like, uh, see? See what happens? They, they're, they're already on spin control. They it's always put one of the... It's 7 o'clock in the morning, and, and they're, they're on, on spin yeah. control. Well, they, yep. they get the heads of these people... Uh, who are the ones that run that. See, that's what everybody for, seems to forget. You have that co- compartmentalization. Well, that was hard to get out. Um, you, you did Compartmentalization. Well, the co- compartmentalization. Um, <laughs> so people... One more time. Compartmentalization. Mm-hmm, that's all right. That was, yeah, that one wasn't as good. I got lazy. I was trying to be cocky awesome. on the last one. Um, Van der Neuenhoff. Van der Neuenhoff. I thought Whoa. I'd be good with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't said it all night because I won't let's, say it. Right. Uh, let's see. I've been practicing. I actually put it on a sticky note. <laughs> I haven't said it one time because I don't feel like I can say stuff. it. I did it in phonetics. I did. I have to look at it. I wrote it down. Van der Neuenhoff. How did yeah. you write it down? Where did you learn how to spell it? I made it up. <laughs> Make right. Sure. See, that's that's phonetically. That's exactly right. I put V A N D E N E U N. Um. W I N H O F F is what. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh. that's, oh, that's way. That's way more twisted than mine. Mine it's is gotta so be. much more simple. Mine is so much simpler. V A N D E N Vanden, right? Space new N E W space E N space H O F Vanden Neuenhoff. God, and none of that spelling anywhere close. Oh man, I can say it. That's so bizarre. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's a crazy name. Wow, sixteen letters in his last name. Yeah, you don't marry into that. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, I can't pronounce my last name. No, (laughs) smart man. Where were we there? Anyway, uh, uh, hold on. I was watching a documentary. Right, already knowing how you know, I was was just worried that I was going to murder his name tonight. And like he talks about his the co-writer, 
you know, Wendy's window or something. Something like oh, every all of the names that popped up were all easy, you know, John Smith names to say. Then you got Holland Vanden Neumannhoff and Pfeffer. <laughs> you were doing so good. Yeah, really. Why? I just deleted the thing. That's why I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much. All right, so uh, so flight eight hundred. Uh, they're investigating it. There, there's a new documentary coming out. Did they say when that's coming out yet? Uh, I'm, I would assume it's in the article. I'm not looking at it. No, anymore. I don't see it in there anywhere. Uh, so we'll watch for that. We'll try to find some more information on that later. Let's touch on the article I was talking about when uh, um, Holland was on with us. The researchers find that nearly 70% of Americans are are on at least one prescription drug and more than half receive at least two prescription drugs. Okay. The Mayo Clinic researchers report that antibiotics, antidepressants, and painkillers, opioids, are the most common prescribed given to Americans. Uh, prescription given to Americans. Oh, yeah, Jay, you were wrong. You didn't have to drink during the interview. Okay. Um, <laughs> 20% of U.S. patients were also found to be on five or more prescription medications. How much? Wait a minute. 20%? 20% are on five or more. Does it give an age group, or it's just in no, generic, it's generically? Just generic, Still a lot, man. The study is uncovering valuable information to the researchers about U.S. prescription practice. Often, when people take a, uh, talk about health conditions, they're talking about chronic conditions such as heart disease or diabetes. Dr. Dr. St. Savi Salver states... say that right. Uh, well, that's okay. Uh, stated in a Mayo Clinic press release. However, the second most common prescription was for antidepressants. Second most common, Dave, antidepressants. Um, What's the first most common? There was like three or four. Is it like a painkiller type thing? I will going go back on? up here. Right. Mayo Clinic researchers report that antibiotics, antidepressants, and pain painkiller opio- opioids Opiates? are the most common. Opioids. 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 O-P-I-O-I-D-S. Opioids? Well, maybe it's spelt wrong. Never heard um, of opioids. Are the most opioids. common prescription given to Americans. Those three are the most common. Okay. The second most common is antidepressants. That suggests mental health is a huge issue and is something we should focus on. And the third common drugs were opioids, which is a, which is a bit concerning considering, considering their addictive nature. Uh, let's see here. We get a little. We get some age brackets here, Dave. <clears throat> Nearly one in four women aged fifty to sixty-four were found to be on an antidepressant. One in four women, women aged fifty to sixty-four, are on antidepressants. With thirteen percent of the overall population also on antidepressants. What was that? One in four. One in four. So that's twenty-five percent of the female population, fifty-four to sixty-four. Fifty to is sixty-four on, is 50 on antidepressants. 64. Good lord. 17% of people and in the study were being prescribed antibiotics and 13% were on painkilling opioids. Oh my god. My mother's one of them. That's on uh antidepressants. And antidepressants. Which I don't know why the fuck she's de- uh <sighs> she's got to be on antidepressants. They've got money. She's been retired since she's 49. Uh, she goes on, you know, quarterly vacations or trips. You know, they don't have to worry about shit. Uh, what the fuck are you gonna be depressed about? Oh, I got something to be depressed about. Because her doctor, her doctor told her she was depressed. That's why. That's well, like when I had my son. Okay, look. Yeah, let her tell the story. This Some, is a good story. Sometimes women, when they have children, right, their bodies feel different 
And so is their mindset, you know, because they have an infant that cries and you're breastfeeding every two hours of your life every day. And it kind of wears on you. And all of a sudden, hormones kick in and suddenly... That woman is now crying hysterically for no apparent reason, Can I ask which a question is bizarre, real fast? but it happens, oh, right? This shit happens. This happens to most women that have children. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it fucking does, right? And it naturally happens, and eventually it goes away. However, should you report this to your doctor because your doctor will ask you because your doctor knows that's happening... They're going to tell you you're depressed and you should take this whilst breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I will I will make a confession. I was one of those women that went to my doctor and I'm like, you know, I'm not a crier. I, I'm not like one of those emotionally challenged people that just cries for no reason and goes into hysterics or flies off the handle. And it's really strange. But since I've had my son, and and this was like six weeks after I had him, I'm like, I just, you know, I'll I'll go in my room and I'll just start crying, and I can't even explain why it just happens, and I I I'm not really sure why or or what to do about it. And she was like, Well, you're depressed, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really sorry, but I can help you with that. Uh, there's this thing you can take that's going to help you. you. You can stay on it temporarily or we can prolong it until you start to feel better. And this is the same doctor that is no longer in practice because she got caught with massive amounts of prescription, prescription drugs, drugs in the truck her of her car. Person. <laughs> yes. Um, but she prescribed me this drug that I took for all of two days. <laughs> and the second day that I had taken it, I was actually driving to work. And this was about six weeks after I had had Mikey. And I'm driving to work, and it's like a 45-minute drive to work. And I'm about 25, 30 minutes into my drive. And keep in mind, and we I, were still the stupid people back then. We weren't, yeah, we weren't no. the... Uh, right, right. We right, weren't right. quite... And, and this is when we were starting to drift into that, right. but not quite full-on into it. Uh, I'm literally on the road, and there's four lanes of traffic, and I'm driving during rush hour traffic to work. And I shit you not, I started hallucinating that I was floating above traffic and I was weaving in and in, in about cars. And I, I didn't even feel like my hands were on the steering wheel. I felt like they were just sort of loosely trying to grasp the steering wheel and it really freaked me out. I, I felt like I had no control over the car or what I was doing. Fortunately, I got to work somehow and I got to work and I'm like, <laughs> somehow. and I had a full book. I mean, I was doing hair at that time and I'm like, <laughs> I, w- I went straight to my boss and I'm like, look, I said, please don't take this the wrong way. I've been working for you for a little bit now, enough for you to know, you know, who I am as a person. But I, my doctor put me on this medication and I don't even know who I am right now. I'm not ready to drive home. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. wait for this to wear off, but I don't want to cut hair under this circumstance. And she was like, you've got a full book. You you need to go ahead and just try. So <laughs> I spent about an hour and a half cutting this 17-year-old boy's hair, totally <laughs> freaked out, looking in the mirror like, oh, my God, what is she doing? It was a good haircut, but damn. <laughs> and then I got home, and I'm like, I can't take this shit anymore. I'm just going to have to get through it naturally. If I cry, I cry, but I don't want to feel like I'm floating through fucking random traffic like that ever again in my life. I had never felt like so that. So she came I was home. ultimately She came paranoid. home and told me this story. And I said, oh. well, let, let me take one. Let me see, you know. 
know. Remember, I took <laughs> Jesse yeah. and I took one that night. So yes. let me take one. Let me see how I. You tripped I've, out. I've got a very high drug tolerance. I've done my share of stupid things in my life, and she really hasn't. So I, I give me one. I took that, and about what was it? An hour and a half later, I looked at you and said, "You're not taking any more of this ever again." Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was that really... was crazy. And you wonder why these women that just have their babies think their babies are trying to kill them, so they're throwing them on the floor, mm-hmm. or they're doing crazy shit. It, a lot of these women are being prescribed very loosely these drugs, and it's fucking You weren't even prescribed heads. it. She just gave you samples of them. Yeah, she gave, she gave a me like a six-month supply of samples yeah. for nothing. Just like, here, that? try that. <laughs> no, I threw them out. You know, they were no. Nasty. Dude, you don't no. even want to. They fuck with no. your brain bad. And it's now, like, here's my question fuck? for you, because I'm pretty sure um, you were back to work at this point in time. This is about when you couldn't breastfeed anymore, when you had to go on that. Isn't it? Isn't that when you right. started getting depressed? Yep. Now I got I, Jenny. I think you were the one involved in this conversation. I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I got into a Twitter conversation with somebody. Was it Twitter? I don't know. It was one of the social medias, and uh, the comment was, you know, why uh, <clears throat> why do women get wacky or crazy after uh, after they have a kid? Well, most women nowadays don't um, breastfeed. You know, they they go straight to formula. You know, breastfeeding is is discouraged. Breastfeeding is a very important thing, not only for the baby, because he's getting the cannabinoids and he's getting all the, the, the good nutrients from the breast milk, but it's also good for the mother because it helps the mother control hormones. Once you stop or you don't breastfeed, those hormones aren't controlled properly. That's all part of the breastfeeding process to regulate your hormones. So that's another reason. Look at Jessie. She's, she's still breastfeeding, isn't she? Yes. And she's not having any, any problems in that way. So that's why breastfeeding is. And I, I never really connected that until I was thinking about that mother, that well, story with the mother. Well, and I went back to work four weeks after right. I had my well, you had, too, And you had so dried up. You, the pump right, wasn't working right, for you. Right. You, you know, he could, he could get it out, but the pump wasn't cooperating. Right. Okay. That's enough of that. Well, that's it's, awkward. It's no, awkward. I don't want to talk about it. It's a, we're informing no, the public of important no, things. Gross. No. It's not gross. Yeah, it is. I'm gross. sure all it's the gross listeners. To me. It's gross enough. I'm sure the listeners like me talking about your mammary glands. Breastfeeding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. You ask Biscuit. He's probably all excited right Come now. Come on. Stop. <laughs> all, all right. right. Anyway. Moving right along. So that, that's you know this antidepressant. Don't like whore me out or anything. <laughs> I'm not right? whoring you out. It's fucked up. <laughs> this uh, Jenny doesn't think it was her. It was somebody, sweetie. I can't remember who it was. One of you sexy women that follow me on Twitter. Well, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you're on prescription drugs, um, obviously I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you to stop taking them, but start looking for alternative methods. And if you're on an antidepressant, you definitely need to find an alternative, alternative method because there's more to these antidepressants than what we think. And you'll see that all these shooters and all these different things, they never release the pharmaceuticals that they're on until later or they get slipped out. You know, Lofner was on pharmaceuticals. The the boys from uh, Columbine, they were on antidepressants or Ritalin drugs. You know, all these drugs that we're on are no good for our our brains, our bodies, or our health. And they convince you that they are. And you just watch. I, I watch old people in here who never took a drug in their life, and I'll go in their apartment uh, after they have a fall or, or have an issue, and there'll be 15 pill bottles sitting on the counter you know 25 of those like day things that they got to put together there's i had one guy he had to take so many pills he just drew a a, a weekly calendar on his countertop 
Just drew him. Wow. I mean, that it, it was his countertop was My a big calendar. Diet. It was unbelievable. <laughs> You know, and it's, yeah, these it's, guys are on major drugs in yeah, here. Big pharma. Sad. Uh, the article, the rich get richer and the poor, the people get dumber. That's the uh, headline I gave the article. So if you guys want to check it out, it's on RazRadioLive.com. I, I don't want to do that. Sorry. Don't do that. <laughs> no, it was not something. No. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Hastings. We, uh, we touched on it briefly. Uh, Dave, have you looked at the videos I put out? Uh, and, and I want to comment because I think we started on this yesterday, and you told me to stop. I want to comment on the red light video. So, well, I kind of let the cat out of the bag by saying that I've I've lit cars on fire before, and I know the the burn patterns. Right. Well, the burn pattern. And I do. I don't think the burn pattern per se means anything. It's, when something burns, it burns. Um, you're not going to be able to tell by charring or, or extra heavy burnt on the back. You know, the gas tanks in the back. So, if the car exploded. Wouldn't it have exploded at the back then and not just been charred at the back? Because, you know, the, the, the main part of the fuel, the engine's not going to explode. You know what I mean? It would, you, you'd actually have... And how much is in the cha- fuel line right there? You, you have a higher chance of the engine uh, explosion in the engine compartment than the, than the gas tank. Because the gas tank is not filled up with very much... Um, look, the explosive properties of gasoline mm-hmm. are when it's in its... Um, it's vapor stage. Vapor stage, right? Uh, when it's when the tank is mostly full, when the tank the tank has doesn't have a lot of vapor in there, right? Right. But if let's say a fuel injection wire goes or a fuel injection hose snaps because of a crash, mm. and then the battery terminals arc, or the heat from the exhaust, up, the heat from the exhaust could ignite it. Right now, now, now you have it in a spray form, mm-hmm. which is easily ignitable. Mm-hmm. So now, how much mm-hmm. gas would be in that area then? Maybe two cups. It's not the cups; it's the pressure. You, you got you got pressure. That's to I blow think an engine a hundred yards. No, that that's just, that's those are safety things that they're designed. They're shear pins. Those things are designed to fly out. You got to remember, this car is designed to go on the autobahn. I had somebody look at the pictures. I had somebody look at the the close ups of the engine, and they told yeah. me that the shear pins were still intact. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, I know you know uh, who that is. Um. So that and I looked at that, the picture and that I doesn't, well, see well, that doesn't mean I, I, I didn't look, but I've taken motors out of cars before. I know where the thing. There's only three points, you know, that a motor and transmission mount to. There's two engine, two motor mounts and a training mount in the back. It's and they're, they're held on by not very big bolts. Okay. And the motor mounts themselves are not held on very. And, and you know, this is you know, these are cars from the '70s that I'm working on. Today's cars are designed to you know, shear away. To, right. right. So whatever, there, there, there's probably multiple shear points. What you got to do is you got to stop looking at, you know, and try to make up evidence to fit your narrative. I'm not making up evidence. No, I'm, I'm not, going I'm by not what I see. You. I'm not saying you. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. You, have, you have no experience in this area, and I have a little bit more experience in this area. Well, I have, I, wait, I have, wait, I have a lot of experience in motor vehicle accidents. I've been there while, you know, when you have a fatal accident or if you're not in the crew transporting, you stay on scene as the investigators are doing their yeah. job. I've, I've walked with cops and I've talked with them right. as have they've done Have you ever seen this. an engine somewhere else? Uh, no, never. Out of really? hundreds of car I a, accidents. I was, a road, I was a road ranger for two months. <clears throat> and the time, right. wait, wait, the only time I ever see massive debris everywhere is when there's a rollover. You don't see debris everywhere when it's not a rollover. Oh sure, the guy hit. All right, let's let's take Hulk miles. Hogan's. He, he hit at 100 miles an hour. Let's take Hulk Hogan's kid. Right. That hit. You know, I showed you exactly where he, he, he right. got into an accident. There was parts all down that road because he hit at a high rate of speed. But he it's didn't wrap speed. it around a tree, did he? 
I've, I don't no, know the details of that. Accent. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Let's look it up. I, I don't know the details of that accent. So find those details as I uh, go over some more of this here. So when you look at the picture, and you can't tell in, in the picture I have on the website, but if you go to the video and you watch the video I have up there, the the quarter panels. Holy shit! This is what? Uh, I just it's 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 weird going back mangled. looking at it. No, well, yeah, if the car is mangled, and you just think to yourself, how did anybody even survive? Well, it's that? more mangled than than this vehicle. Then I would have to say, in, in my personal opinion, I, I haven't seen that. So well, why don't you send me well, a link to that so I can pull that up and look at the pictures I just, too. Just a Nick Hogan accent and Google Images. Well, what happened was he spun around and hit hit the ass into the car. Okay, so. The if you look at the video and it's this reporter arrived on scene before the fire trucks, before the cops, like he kind of rolled up with the cops and the front end of the vehicle. And this was one of the things that really made me believe it. The witness that saw him going said he jackknife, which doesn't make any sense because you can't jackknife a car. But he was a, a, a Hispanic gentleman that didn't speak much English. So I think that's just how he described it sliding. So the high rate of speed started decelerating right then. We don't know. It's a straightaway. What caused him to go into a jackknife type of situation? You know, um, <clears throat> when you look at the front end of the vehicle. Going too fast for the conditions? It was dry. There was no rain. I, I, in the video, still, you can you see, see the road dry. How fast he went, you see how fast he went to the red light? Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't going that. He was going fast, but I don't think he was did going. You see, did, all right. I'd like all to right. get I, the metering. I, I, Somebody to, can I, measure that speed. Is there anybody I, out there that can, that can measure the speed of a vehicle? In a, from in the skids? A, no, in a frame at the red light I'm talking about. If somebody, somebody could get a, that. I, I, what if, is if it? If you watch the video, right. and somebody somebody on the comments went down and actually figured out uh, the speed from when you saw the bumper to when the, the car uh, left the frame of view, All right. measured out, it was... Um, I would say it wouldn't have been more than 100. I, maybe, maybe 100. No, no, no. At, maybe. The red light, it wasn't, at the red light, it wasn't even that fast. It was like right. 50 miles an hour. Yeah, see? So that's really not that fast. And they're claiming it was going 100. That's, that's at the red light. That's at the red light. But right. now, that video of the red light is a four-minute from red light to when the guy gets to the accident scene. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. All right. So, in the four minutes from when he saw the car blow through the intersection... He didn't see the car blow through the intersection. He, well, not when, when you he, see the car When blow you see the blow... All right, fine. When it's right. on the video blowing through the intersection, in the four minutes, he slowly <laughs> pulled out and drove the distance to the accident scene. The... Police were already being dispatched because he had a police scanner running in the background. Uh-huh. The car was fully engulfed when he got there. Four minutes, which would have took – it took him two minutes for him to get from when he pulled out to the accident scene. Yeah. So that means it was only within two minutes of the accident happening. Yeah. Okay. The car was fully engulfed. Yeah. If you look at the front, where is it going? Oh, through two minutes. The dispatch time was super quick in that situation then, because that means the dispatch was within two minutes. Now, it would take more than two minutes to get through the process of beginning the dispatch between. You have proof? You have uh, proof no, I know. I, I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah, I do actually kind of have a little bit of proof because I did EMS for eight years. And I know how long a dispatch. I know when I get the scene, and when people tell me they called, I we get the did, we get the time of dispatch. We also get the time of call. And so when I did know. you do that? Uh, eight nine years ago. Or um, no, that was uh, Jesus. 
Right. Uh, 92 to 2000. Have things progressed? Of course they have. Of course they have. We had cell phones back then, though. All right. Can we talk sexy car for a minute? Because you guys are pissing me off with this whole argumentative bullshit. No, hold on for a second. got to get a point. You should have heard us the other night. We were like, oh, let's save it for Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you said that. I was ready to go still. So, yeah, I do have a little bit of knowledge because I know our, our dispatch from call to dispatch back then was five, ten, five, six minutes from initial call to dispatch. And then we were usually on scene, um, let's say it was about five minutes to dispatch. And then we were on scene within 10 minutes, normally. Eight to now, 10 minutes were you, from that. were you volunteer? We were a volunteer. Private? We were a volunteer, but the oh, dispatch okay. center obviously was paid. It was a paid 911 right. center. When, when you got, when you got uh, the call and you arrived on scene, were the cops normally there first? No, we lived to- in a small town. We had state troopers, and they had um, oh, so a large tonight, area to patrol. Now you're comparing apples to oranges. No, I'm not comparing it because I'm not talking right. about the cops. I'm just talking about the dispatch time. I'm talking about the dispatch time. So... The car is fully involved. Blah, 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 blah. When I look it's at on the, fire. When I, yeah. When I look at the pictures, and that, that doesn't matter if it's on fire. I mean, it just seems kind of quick for it to. Most cars don't, you know, burst into flames immediately. <laughs> from a car accident, let me, Dave. Okay. Let, let me tell you the last, the last car I lit on fire. No, you right? lit that on fire. That's different than hitting a tree. Well, let me tell you how fast the, uh, the, the flames were. Now, at this point, this is the last car I lit on fire. 84... Nissan Stanza, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't want anything from the car, so we were able to drive it to the location. Um, 84 and, and Nissan I, Stanza, you said? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. That was the last car I, I personally took care of. Um, right, I lost one of those. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, well. Uh, continue. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you exactly how I... I it just wasn't go stolen, on, continue. It wasn't a stolen car, let's just say that, all right? I had a nice little cottage industry going when I was a 19-year-old. Continue. um, Always brought somebody else with me. One guy poured gas, the other guy lit. And sometimes I was one of the two, you know, whatever. So I was... You supplied the gas to the car, too. Well, we just used to bring a gallon of gas with us. And, you know, when we were done, one guy would, you know, pour gas in in the interior, walk away, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other guy who wasn't smelling of fumes would light the fire. Makes sense. It's an intelligent way to do it. Right. I was safe. Do arson. You got to do it safe. That's good. Right. Exactly. Um, So uh, the other guy's walking away, and I go light the car on fire. I I drop a book a book of matches in there, right, and watch the watch it go up. I turn around. Now it's dusk, right. I'm in I'm in a field with uh, tall reeds, and we're walking at a quick pace, and all of a sudden. The whole and all I see is the the weeds in front of me orange, and I just started to run because I don't know you know I just heard this loud thing I see the the flash mm-hmm. and I ran and turned around and I'm not shitting you within ten seconds the whole fucking car was engulfed and it was it wasn't even a whole gallon of gas because yeah, well, it was a small car that so be- that that that's telling you how fast gas ignites and that was gas poured into the interior of the vehicle which caused a little fumage to build up in there I'm sure no, it was immediate it was immediate. Gas poured in. I walked in. I mean, I walked over. There was, there wasn't a lot of time for. All right, but what I'm telling you is the rapid expansion of flame. I understand how gasoline and and that explain. I get that part, but we're talking about a a, a brand new vehicle, and you yourself talked about all the safety features. So if that this conversation already. Well, we're almost done. It. We're going to be going on a break here pretty soon. Then we got Michelle. Sexy car picks. And we got Michelle and, yeah, then we got Michelle and Frank coming in, and they'll lighten up the conversation. 
you know? So uh, just relax for a sec. We're almost there. So part of my issue, though, Dave, is when you look at the, the vehicle, all right, this vehicle apparently hit the tree, which caused the explosion. That does not explain to me how the right quarter panel is blown outward and on the other side of the tree. That's one of the things that made me think about it. Because if you look at the picture, you can tell the front end is blown outward. But it wasn't blown outward after the impact because the quarter panel has still got its basic shape, but it's blown outward. And it's around the tree. Not, you know, around the tree, like squished in around the tree. It's around the tree, like wrapped around the tree as if it came up to rest <laughs> that way. So I honestly believe the vehicle was, was detonated um, up the road from that tree, and that's where it came to rest. And that's mm -hmm. what I believe. Mm -hmm. That did not blow up from hitting that, that tree. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Okay. And what do you think? Is that the first time you've looked at like all different angles and, and different pictures of oh, it? So you're, oh, I see the, the crease in the uh, uh, right uh, driver's or passenger side quarter. Right. See how it's kind of out and around the tree almost? Like it came no, up and rested. No, I'm looking. I'm looking at the front, front quarter. The front is blown outward and smooth, not as if it hit the tree and went blowing in and then blown out. No, no, no. The the tree, the, the car hit on the driver's side. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm I'm looking at a picture of the next day, right? And uh, so the you know the, the the left side of the car from like where the front wheel would be hit the, probably hit hit right. I, I would say the the wheel hit dead center of the tree, moved the car around sideways. And that force probably. See, I would like to see where the so where the is. engine was. Uh, if you're the engine was to the side of the vehicle, like if you're if you're standing at the passenger side looking down the road, it was up the road a hundred yards from there. So it went it's sideways out of the vehicle a hundred yards. Apparently, and do, you, do you see why the um, the, uh, the the quarter panel on the driver's side is bent? It's because the the, the wheel hit it. The, 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 the car stopped with such a force that the, the rear end didn't stop and probably went forward. You've got to send me the pictures and, you're looking at because I don't see what you're looking at. I've got to see what you're looking at so I can uh, counter-argue you here. No, I, no, I don't want to argue anymore. Well, this is something that needs to be looked into. I still I, believe. So I just, Go ahead. Well, I, it's, I, <laughs> I don't disprove that this man was killed. You know, I'm not saying that I that's not what happened. I think the accident's bullshit, though. I totally don't believe the story of the accident. Yeah, that's just how I feel about it. I don't, I don't know. We're both stubborn. Send me that pictures though, because I do want to see them. We don't have to argue about it anymore, yeah. but I want to see them. No, no, it's just it's not a good source. Well, not, oh, I'm oh, oh now, now it's not a good source. He's arguing no, me with no, bad sources now, just like he does with chemtrails. No, it's, a th it's three government sources for chemtrail arguments. It's three different websites. I'm looking at Google Images, and I just opened up a bunch of. Now I'm trying to find one site where they're all at. All right, you fucking prick, you. <laughs> yeah, fucking prick. Hold on, I gotta stutter refresh. And you stuttering prick. I was really bad the night with stuttering too. Um, I've got. Let's do this one last one. Another thing you posted: uh, the uh, police arrest woman after requesting to see warrant. Because this is another audio one. I want to get out of the way before we uh, go on with uh, Agent Sixty Six and uh, Mr. Castle. So excited! Yeah, that. We should. Oh, have and I sent you pictures. Pictures of what? Do Sexy I want to see? <laughs> Sexy car picks. Sexy car picks. All right, let's let's hear this one here, and then we'll we'll do see we'll get happy and funny or try to. La, I'm la, sure we'll la, be back la. and forth in the third hour. So uh, hey, mama. <laughs> hey, right. I was gonna say, could you play that song? Get on the floor and move your booty, mama. 
<laughs> you got to put on. Uh, you got to put that in the. Uh, to apprehend your son. You and have I to put that in again. there. I said, I understand Dropbox. that. Can I see your orders? Um, he immediately got mad, put his finger in my face, um, started yelling. Slayton police came to the door to arrest her son, but by asking one simple question, she was taken into custody instead. The confrontation took all of five minutes, but she tells us the actions of the Slayton Police Department are going to have lasting effect. Our Bailey Joe Miller has the details of the woman's arrest and what she's planning to do about it. I'm not going to let a perfect stranger, even with the badge, come into my home and take my children. Slayton police came to this woman's house. Since she doesn't want us to use her name, we'll call her the complainant, to detain her 11-year-old son based on a criminal complaint. Instead of giving the officer access, she asked for documentation. That's her constitutional right. Um, I told him, I will release my son to you upon viewing those orders, is exactly my words. Um, he said, this is how you want to play, took two steps back, turned around to the officer and told the officer, take her. They turned me around, handcuffed me, and took me in. The complainant tells us she was aware police would be coming to apprehend her son. She just wanted to see the warrant. Turns out, that warrant didn't exist. She spent the night in jail while her son stayed at home. He told me it was their duty to come and pick up my son, yet I had someone stay the night at my house. They never came back that evening. They never came to come and pick up my son or do what they told me they were there to do in the beginning. This occurred on May 29th uh, when they went out to apprehend this young man. The directive to apprehend was not signed until May 30th which is another indication that they didn't have the authority to go out and arrest him or apprehend that young man. The Slayton Police Department is willing to issue an apology, but Dwight McDonald, the family's attorney, says that's not enough. If she decides to leave and try to find a job elsewhere, or if she moves out of Slayton and tries to find a job elsewhere, uh, you can Google her name and you will, at that point, the arrest my guess is it's going to show up. So. I will accept an apology, but what is that going to do? It's not going to take my picture off of the internet sites that have been posted um, from being published in the newspaper, from where I work. I mean, it's just, I've never been in trouble in 32 years of my life from anything, you know, and to get thrown in jail because I ask a question is not right. McDonald says that apology comes with one condition, that the mother not file a lawsuit. He says unless she is compensated for her expenses and the trauma she's been through, a lawsuit won't be out of the question. Bailey Joe Miller, Fox 34, News at 9. So we attempted to contact Slayton City So yet another example of law enforcement uh, stepping above and beyond their legal uh, responsibilities, duties, and uh, walking all over the rights of the people yet again. Yet again? Yet again. So I don't Guess know. Guess that doesn't happen? Honduras... Just about everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, just about everywhere else. That is true. Uh, I mean, it doesn't even happen in fucking Russia anymore. This is why everybody um, should constantly... I mean, everybody does nowadays with cell phones, but if you don't have a cell phone with a good video uh, device on it, with a good camera on it, make sure you carry a good camera and a good video camera. Um, or better yet, go upgrade your phone and get a better phone because most phones nowadays hold more than enough uh, video time. Uh, no, 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 my Obama phone doesn't have a camera. Well, see, you need to carry a. Do you carry a camera with you most of the time, or do you try to? Oh, I did. Uh, so you broke the camera, it, right? it. Was well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't break it. It just it's a piece of shit and died on me. But uh, uh, when I get my shit together, I'm actually gonna. I've already figured it out that I'm going to build a uh, a camera system for my car using a Raspberry Pi and two cameras and a microphone and a couple SD cards. I'm probably and I'm going to have them hit in debt because of my whole toe so thing. That, but, you know, because they have, they them, make they all these to kill. things that are, uh, 
you know, these dash cams that are sitting right what there. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck them. Ahead, they Dave. tried to Continue. kill me. Go ahead. What happened? Nothing. Go ahead. The Nothing. dash cams. Nothing you're building happened. a dash cam. Somebody farted over there, huh? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's anyway, do. Let's, yeah. the, I, I plan on. I plan on having. I plan on having a whole shitload of surveillance. You guys know I'm looking for a house, although I've stopped that for a while. But when I do, the place is going to be fucking cammed up, man. Cammed up. He's going to have it cammed up. Uh, you know what? It is yours is already cammed up right now. The government's watching you. If you think about it. Well, are you, uh, are you uh, hey, auditioning mama. or something? <laughs> I'm communicating with Dave in an alternate language. Uh, she's over there communicating <laughs> with Dave in an alternate language. All right, guys, you're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Uh, we'll be back. Hey, everybody, it's Buster Bob. You're listening to RazRadioLive.com. And make sure you tune into the first 52 Chemtrail Stivers, along with In Focus with the Skinny-Eyed Shifty, so we can review with Kevin Harris and make you got to take your pants down to the ladies' room and other great programming with Sony Talking Kitty Kitty. And what's your Twitter See you handle? Later, fuckers. And what's your Twitter handle? At Buster Bob. All right, and what's mine? At Shifty. At Shifty SBS, you old trucking fucker. And would it have killed you to tell people that they need to donate, buzzard? Jesus Christ.
This is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to The First 52 with Sean, Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Words will always retain their power. Words are for the means to meaning and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country. What's life
with the Republicans on the, of the with the rest of the Republicans on this stage has raised questions about whether or not you can actually win the general the Republican nomination sir well we've only had two little primaries so far so it's pretty premature to decide which one is going to be the candidate but you know when, when you think about it if you measured everything I've ever said every vote I've ever taken against the Constitution you know, I'm a strict constitutionalist. Are you suggesting the Republicans should write me off because I'm a strict constitutionalist? I'm the most conservative member here. I have voted, you know, against more spending and wasting government than anybody else. So you're suggesting that I'm not electable and the Republicans don't want me because I'm a strict fiscal conservative? Because I believe in civil liberties? Why should we not be, be defending civil liberties? And why should we not be de talking about foreign policy that used to be the part of the Republican Party? Mr. Republican Robert Taft didn't even want us to be in NATO. And you're saying now that we have to continue to borrow money from China to finance this empire that we can't afford? I, let me see if I get this right. We, we need to borrow $10 billion from China, and then we give it to Musharraf, who's a military dictator who overthrew an elected government, and then we go to war, we lose all these lives promoting democracy in Iraq. I mean, what's going on here? And you're saying, and you're saying that this insinuation that I am less Republican because of that? the crowd because I brought my crew. You're listening to Frank Castle and Sean Raz on the first 52. All right, here we are. Oh, crank it. Third hour of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. We might make this the uh, third hour intro song, Dave. What do you think? <laughs> All right, guys, we're back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Third hour, we're going to have some fun. I think we all got our minds right. We got uh, Agent 66 and Mr. Castle on the line. What's going on, guys? Woo! 
Hello. Look at them. They're still like jamming out over there. They're having fun over there. Of course, you still got Dave on the line. I don't hear them. Oh, they're not talking yet. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, who votes for this being the intro song to the third hour from now on? <laughs> I think we'll do that. Oh, I had my hand up. I know. I saw that. All right. So here we are. Third hour of the first 52. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk with some good people. We, we'll try to not be too serious. But of course, we'll all be serious all the time. Okay. 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 Since we're going into the third hour and we never have really anything planned for that, I'm just going to mark out to myself and Agent, we're planning a little show together that I'm very, very, very excited about. And Frank is involved, too, in a mysterious way. Mysterious, mysterious way. How are you guys doing tonight? Right. Great. How are you guys? Oh, we're excellent. Uh, As usual, uh, I I was telling Lexi during the break, I'm like, I think Frank and Michelle are on our our station more often than we are. (laughs) You know what? I told him that, too. And I told him him last night, you heisted the man's show, babe. (laughs) Listen, I I just love to call in. I feel like I'm with family. And uh, it's just really, really awesome. I was talking to 66 before about how the family tree here works. And it's really awesome. Like we always talk about it. It's such a positive um, thing that you do, that I do, and it's great. Like everyone's branching off. Sixty-six mm-hmm. is sixty-six. Now she comes out with Lexi. Right. And look who has her back. Yep. Look who has her back. Well, why don't you let Lexi make the announcement? <laughs> Frank can't help himself. He just wants to tell the whole world, doesn't he? I'm BIC over here. There we go. <laughs> oh man, we're letting it get to the girls' heads, guys. Oh, we're in trouble. Right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the floor to the ladies here for a moment and let them make their announcement. Yeah, I guess we'll have to have BICs for each wing of the compound, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so we have two established already. <laughs> Right? No, I can claim that. That's okay. I can do that part. That's okay. I'll I'll be a bitch in charge of the pool. That's all right. We have pool boys, right? We did talk about that. Okay, then I have no problem. (laughs) Pool boys, cabana boys. We can hang out, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so anyway, we have an announcement. Anyways, yes. So Adrian and I will be doing a show, likely Monday nights. Later in the evening, when we get to a proper time, we'll let you know. Uh, but we're pretty excited. We've actually got somebody working on our intro. I don't know if yeah. we can hint, hint. let wonder that out. Hint, hint. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. I was like, uh, I want more lines. So he added a really cool one. I just want to surprise and just let you know, basically, it's all kind of fleshed out. Over here, I did it before as soon as we got off the line, and I was just inspired. And I can't wait tomorrow, we're gonna have some fucking fun. <laughs> so, yes, I, I do want you guys to look out for a natural affair, which will we, we will be doing more than likely on Monday evenings. I love the name that you came up with a really good name, honey. No, no, I did see it's called teamwork, okay, and I'll give credit where credit's due, right. Team effort. Team effort. Sean came up with that name, and I love it. I love it, too. It's sexy. I I find it awesome. (laughs) I I thought it really brought out what you guys will be talking about, you know, but it also keeps it a, a... a woman's touch to it, to me. It's got yeah. a sexy touch. Yeah, oh, it absolutely. Does. It's an informative thing, you know? That's going to be interesting. Look at Dave over there. 
He was the one that was instigating the whole thing, and he's just sitting back, kind of. <laughs> oh, he's like so proud himself. of himself. You know no, he's proud. I'm letting the show go on. That's what proud. I wanted to hear. That's why I'm going to be quiet. He You're here, though. But Dave, tell tell them that you that you mm. see that in it, it. You see the same thing I see in them. Yeah, I do. There's because I knew it. A passion, uh, and I, I love it. I love to hear that. You know, because look, some of the other f- women do their kind of shows. And that bores me. And I don't, you know, that's just me. You guys do a show that I'd be interested in. You know, it'll be a little bit sexy, but it'll be mostly informative. Exactly. The, the, right. the sexy is them. That's the sexy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we'll throw and, a little bit more it. sexy in no, there, but, but really, we want to teach people things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I hear you guys, and I learn all the time. And I think it's great that, you, you know... Well, this they, is what you girls know. They need to inform people of the of the different things that they need to look out for. I mean, you know, there's a yeah, lot of things to look the, out for. Yeah, and that's the whole concept on it. I mean, here with this show, I'm definitely enjoying. I learn things from the show that we do now with TF52, but I want to introduce a show that is based on, like, practicalities that people have control over. Making little changes without your lifestyle that you you will be better off for. And it's funny, we were talking about that earlier, how people complain about certain things with organic products being more expensive. But I can give you six different things that you can do with that one thing that you buy. Absolutely. That's going to make it worth ten times more than that piece of crap, prepackaged bullshit thing that you're buying at the supermarket, paying corporate America to deliver you something that's totally fucked up, it's harmful to your health, when we're sitting here knowing that there's an alternative. That's crazy for us to not talk about it. And we're both on the same page there. We could talk about that all day. (laughs) Absolutely. It took us about a year because we didn't want to just jump in and then give up. So we just started slowly removing things out. And then we got a Nutribullet. And then that was it. Now it's kale and spinach and beets. I've never tasted it. It's really delicious. You guys know I can Mm -hmm. never, ever, ever eat fruit. And some vegetable, anything genetically modified or sprayed, or it's in the thing. I can't. She got me to a place where everything was organic in a spot, and I went for it. She was like, "Please don't eat this," and I just started eating it, and I did not get sick. And I, since then, how much weight? I said, "Please don't eat this," because it was the first time he was going to eat organic fruit, sick. right? And he gets he's he gets a what tongue swelling? Yeah. My so I'm like, "Do you good. have an EpiPen?" He's like, no. I'm like, oh, so you're just going to do this like that? I'm like, are you going to like sit in front of me? So I would play his mother. I'm like, sit in front of me. I had the phone. I'm like, okay, 911, right? And then I ate every fruit. We had $80 in fruit and vegetables, and I just went to work on everything. It was like, we never tasted something. It's, very, it's fun watching that. My point is, is that th- these are the things where it's happening right here. You girls are on the forefront of this and can teach people. Well, not th- not to mention it'll be fun to just test this stuff out because there there are some things. There's going to be a lot of things that we haven't done yet, so we'll be like a kind of like a virgin exploring into new territory that most people aren't used to doing. Yeah, you're so. talking something about cucumbers or something before. Well, maybe so. Maybe <laughs> so. And then. That- <laughs> Maybe so in that first hour we'll be talking about cucumbers, maybe. Yeah, that should be no, interesting. I'll have to tune out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not that way. This is going to be Not an that way, Dave. Election, isn't it? Don't, don't be immature, Dave. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave. 
Come on, Dave. He's got to ruin it for us. You might be surprised, <laughs> sir. I, I'm I think not a perv. Don't pick like that. Yeah, I used to work on the International Heist radio show with Frank Castle, and Mr. Burns used to call in from Canada, and I did that for about two years, and uh, Lexi approached me, and I was like, I, I'm only third chair, I'm never like Frank, I'm, I'm not even comfortable being in front with Frank, but you know, he just talks so much, it's easy, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, really? <laughs> but I think we... I do, don't I? You do? Yeah, I know. It's it's a New York thing, I think. Though. Do you ever see me in the background going, "Give the man back his show"? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of times though. You you you. By the time we get you guys on, it's like, all right, cool. We got him on now. We can we can take this time and just talk with him and relax and let him go because you know you you just got to put a spark in his head and then he, he goes with. That's it. it. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what it is? I get very excited around like-minded people. I swear to God, that's what it is. It's like I'm not trying to take over, but what I'm trying to do is express excitement with weirdo information and <laughs> and uh you know it was funny the other day i looked at a picture of me and me and dave when, when we were hanging out in new york and um i was like look that picture you could see both of those guys smiling totally happy totally cool and all my other pictures i'm like like you're being face man <laughs> right all that <laughs> Well, that's like, look at me right now. I'm smiling, you know, like, it's all, yeah, man, you guys are smiling. Dave's over here smiling, you know. It's important to have that connection across the board because it's time. And now the girls are taking their ball and running with it, and their support system right. is us. Right, right. And, and we have bring shit new to talk about, it. I'm saying. Yeah. We have things to talk about. There's Yours. things that I do on a daily fucking basis, and there's things that I plan to do that I'm uh, going to talk about uh, and that you can apply to your life. And I, I, I'm like bursting at the seams. Like, Agent and I have to do this. We have to talk about it. It needs to be talked about. I'm freaking out Absolutely. Right Absolutely. Because so, making small changes and then continuing to make small changes, you're going to eventually just change your lifestyle. Remember, I told you girls before, expect the ritual. The, the super moon is tomorrow. The universe brought you all together. We all watched the entire process and already knew it was perfect. They don't, for some reason, right? It's perfect. They don't know. They don't know something about Agent and I. What's that? We have yeah. the same birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. The stars that, Lexi and 66 alive. have the same birthday. Complete same birthday? January uh, no, 20, not, no, no, no. Not, not year. Not year. I, January I don't want to ages or yep. anything, so I figured no. I'd just, wow. That's still a great alignment, though. I mean, I right. Just... And then this Absolutely. is this is the ritual tonight. We're on the air talking about it. You're releasing the info. All of a sudden, everything worked in one compressed shot. Everyone's excited. Girls, get ready to blast. I'm off. really excited. My birthday is ten days before your guys' birthday. Oh, well, that's you not as cool, but we could just my celebrate name. the whole month of January. All right, that, that sounds, sounds like awesome. <laughs> On the compound. <laughs> Evidently, we will be celebrated and not doing laundry, watching pool boys, That's and having our entire month birthday. Settle, Why you got me on laundry detail, man? I did not put you on laundry detail. My my whole point, my whole point was to get the, all the guys working and, and say, I'll t- "Okay, I'll take the girls on the boat." Oh. Exactly. You're supposed to be pimping us, right? Yeah. No. I'm gonna no. Be with you. I'm gonna be <laughs> like, wait, what? I'm the pimp player. You, you got trust know me. You I want to pimp us? You get things for free. I am definitely sidekicking <laughs> that situation. <laughs> They'd be like, "Who are you?" I'd be like, "I am Captain DeForto." <laughs> <laughs> Captain DeForto. Well, I know Michelle. I know you share the uh, the article or the information Dave Dave had shared about uh, Honduras. 
So I read it too. Yeah, I looked at it and, and scanned through it, and him and I talked about it briefly. Um, this whole free uh, free city project is what they're they're doing. Is that not what it's called? Sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, that's what it, they're. It's about it. not taxing your income the way that we're taxed here, and um, different. I think it's something about different laws, right, Dave? Yeah. There's not going to be much taxes at all. There's not going to be much regulation. They're going to let the free market decide. And it's kind of like a test to see if the free market will work. Because it's worked in Singapore. It's worked in Hong Kong. You know? It's working. There's proof of it. So, yeah, it's be interesting. And it's kind of modeled. I know, I know, Dave, you said it was a little different. But it's kind of still, for people that, that are trying to grasp it, that maybe know about the Free State Project, it's kind of... The same thought pattern, at least. It's not the same so thing. So aren't we ahead of the curve right now? Why are we not buying and selling? Uh, we don't have any money. No, I've been talking about oh, that for a fucking year. Everybody's been shitting on me until the last month. Well, right. we're coming around. We'll do this. Yeah. We push this hard enough. I'm going to push enough, it. Don't worry. We'll the funds. Uh, uh, to I'm going to make a prediction right here and now. Eight to nine months from this day. I'll have made at least one trip to Hong Dave's going on recon. He's going to do recon. Oh, first. you're going. You're going with us. Well, no, you have to go check it out, right? Yeah. You're going to hire a mercenary to like walk around with you in town. No, he's he's going that. to find us like the really nice area to live in. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't think anybody would. Fuck and he'll be like, "Look, don't look at anything else. We're just going to drive out here, and you're going to no, say, no, oh, actually, it's really nice, and you'll be happy. <laughs> you know, go Frank, outside of there.'" <laughs> Frank is actually onto something, and here's the reason why. All right, so now they've announced that this free city project is back on track, and there are three possible spots. So, what am I going to do when I go down there? Is I'm going to recon the spots they're talking about right. to see, okay, what and do other they people need? be doing the same thing. Right. Do they need a restaurant here? Do they need, you know, workers here? Do they, and I'll, I'll just start thinking in my head, all right, what service can I provide to these people that are, that are going to be building this shit? And so is it going to be like money. expat communities? Uh, well, yeah, sure. There's going to be, it's like Hong Kong. If you go to Hong Kong, there's clicks of everybody. It's almost like no, we need an area for us. I'm not doing this if I got to live next door to fucking Jose. No, it's not no, happening. No, 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 no. If he lives next door to Jose, you just don't even understand. This is oh, that was, that was awesome that, that he said that. No. <laughs> this is it has why to we be in the... some vacant region. <laughs> right. This is why we have to get the compound going. Because the, the land's cheap that now. We go down there. Buy a couple hundred and acres. Right. Buy, buy some. Buy, yeah, buy a couple hundred acres for fucking cents on the dollar. Yeah, you know, pay like you know, $200 for like 500 acres or something. No, I'm, I'm being, I know, I'm being. Okay, a, let's, maybe 100 wait, grand let's for not get 500 acres. <laughs> uh, you could probably walk with, with uh, maybe 500 acres for about 100, 200 grand. I've been thinking about this. We should just make the X Mansion. Well, see, we have to do all the work then. First of all, for our thing, we have to build up our thing ourselves. You know, we got to go down there and, and do some mansion. construction. And, I don't and, think construction. Know. Listen, construction. I could, I will take a year and I, I mean, will go and supervise the whole project as long as Dave's there and I got a machine gun. I tell you what, you guys, I give you permission to construct a mansion if they. But we decide. have to decorate we, it. Yeah, we decorate it. But whilst building, whilst it's in construction, you and I are staying at a hotel because I'm not doing. Oh, but of course, with the Ugh. pool. <laughs> you yeah. guys are thinking pool boys, small time. Right. Uh, we're thinking guys small think- time, Dave says. You get, right. We're, you're thinking about make, building a mansion. I'm talking about building like five or six. Oh, you know, everybody oh really? Think All big. Right. I mean, shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking that. That sounds even better. Okay. <laughs> Frank says I like the way he thinks. <laughs> right. Do you think I want you hanging out when I'm you know, walking around the house naked? Oh, no. no. Oh, God, please, no. 
That's no. I don't want to be hanging out for that. Now, Agent, you can walk around naked. I'd be okay. We can deal with that. No, we're on the fenced-in area, kind of, or like with, with greenery, and you just know if you go over there and someone's in there, most likely they're going to be naked. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure it's not going to bother us after a year of hanging out in, in the compound. We're like, oh, there they are. They're going. They're fucking again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like it's going to be a big deal. Like you still want privacy after a while, you know? You don't. Well, yeah. Want, no, you know, I need my own space. Trust me. Right. I think every so individual. Access to the girls because you know we have to have girls' night even in Honduras, right? Yeah, we have guys' exactly. night. Oh, like, fuck yeah. yeah! We're gonna put a bowling alley in. I want a bowling alley. <laughs> I love to bowl. Let's do it. Yeah, I want a bowling alley and I want a roller skating rink. Do we have a roller coaster? Sure, why not? <laughs> Did you see his face? He looked like a little kid. Can we have a roller coaster? <laughs> In a water park? <laughs> in a water park? In a big pool? All right. Yay! Are you starting to see how cool it is to not have any regulations? Because we couldn't do that in this country. Can I have a roller coaster? No. <laughs> Actually, Can a I guy did build. No. Wait, wait, a guy did build a build a roller coaster in his yard, and it was it was actually kind of cool. <laughs> but it, the it did tracks a like came off the roof, like he had yeah, to it, get it came down off the roof. <laughs> it was really cool. Just. Just YouTube, uh, man I mean, builds home be roller coaster. Redneck roller coaster. But still, <laughs> it would be a redneck roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see our compound. We'll have like roller coasters going through the middle of the house, coming off our mansion. There'll be like a horn all of a sudden, and it'll right past you. You'll be walking through the living room, watching a movie, and the the coaster goes right in front of you. You can get into the pool from the balcony on the second floor. Yeah, oh shit, yeah. Just jump down. Again, you guys are thinking small. Do you know what I want oh, on my side? What? A drag strip. A drag strip. Oh, well, oh like of course. A mile and a half away yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got. See, we got a section. We'll do it like Disney World. You know how Disney World has like, uh, you know, uh, what are the Epcot Center? What are the t- yeah? Well, no, 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 no. Even in Disney World itself, you know, you have the Magic Kingdom. Do in we the charge middle, like visitor fees? And then you have. <laughs> well, yeah. Why not? We could have. Uh, um, um, ha- if we get close enough to the water, we could have sure, Mom, like vacation visit, homes that people can rent. Day. People yeah, can they, rent. Absolutely. Like, they come for like yoga. Yeah, and for like, uh, I could do like. I can run that. And then, then community center. And then we have a reason for the bowling alley and the roller skating rink and the this and the that because right. that'll be entertainment for the you know maybe have a hundred a hundred cottages. One of the mansions the water. you build will host Here, like you know people visiting. Right. <laughs> Here's the big question. Income while you're sitting on the beach. Yep. Hell yeah. I'm all about that. Well, you know, I kind of have that here because, you know, we got the beach year-round here. Yeah. It's just not the same thing. <laughs> I agree. Right, so that, that was my question. Are we building it in the mountains or are we building it in the beach? Or I the think beach? we need to find a mountainous beaching area, beach area. Like, I do. Like be the away. side of the mountain. On the beach. Can't we have yeah. both, Dave? I'd have to look at the. I'd have to look <laughs> I, at the layout. I, no, I think because I think the mountains are more on. No, see, I, stay, I noticed I that stay. the mountains are more inland. So you're. Well, I'm really glad the tech guy's coming. Yeah. All right. Here's another thing. All right. If we just if we decide we're going by the water, east coast or west coast, we got Pacific Ocean or the Gulf of Mexico. Gulf or the of Caribbean. The uh, Caribbean. My 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 choice. The Caribbean's ridiculously awesome. Yeah, I, I prefer the Caribbean. All right. So we're we're cool with the Caribbean. Yeah. So don't mind me wearing a pirate hat. Have you ever? Oh seen my god, that would be awesome! <laughs> that would be you guys, you guys know I want a sailboat, so I'll be sailing back and forth to Florida, and it'd be great if fucking Frank comes with me. He's gonna pirate. pirate. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't that be great? Like the I'll six the of us and, and <laughs> on a fucking. Can boat I have a sword? A, week? a sword. A sword. Like with the holster. <laughs> we have lightsabers. 
Lightsabers will work. Okay, lightsabers <laughs> would be awesome too. <laughs> hey, Frank. Speaking of lights, we, lightsabers, did you hear this story that came out? And I, you know, we got to throw a little information in the middle here, uh, and it made me think of it. Uh, um, um, Chewbacca, it. The, the actor. Yes, <laughs> that did Chewbacca. Did you see he that? Felt up at the TSA. And they took his fucking sword away, his lightsaber away. Oh. It's his cane. It's not a sword. It, yeah, it's just shaped like a lightsaber. He's got a cane. Yeah. cane. I actually hung out with him um, at Comic Con twice, and um, real interesting character, man. He's huge, and he's, he has like the buck knees, so he has to use that to walk for real. Uh, yeah, that's actually where he was coming from. Uh, Comic Con, I think it was in Colorado or something. The last Comic Con is, or maybe two ago, is where he was coming from. So, just wanted to throw that in. Go ahead, back to Honduras. I wonder if Biggie had his pimp daddy cane getting on a plane. If they would have did that to him, uh, probably, probably. I don't. I don't really foresee that. Nope. No, you don't no. think so. Nope. No, he's too gangster. I think he is too gangster. Sorry, Mister Smalls. I'm gonna have to touch your nuts and take your cane away. Maybe yeah, that's why exactly. it's happening. Maybe Fuckers. that's why you guys. You guys are thinking small time. He was flying private. Yeah, he had a G6. Yeah, he had a puff daddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have, have have any of you guys ever flown private? No. I mean, I've flown a small prop, you know, like a puddle jumper. I've actually I, I, flown planes before that were wow. like props and Cessnas, but nothing made All right, like I'm major talking about, commercial. Have you, Frank? I mean, you're, you're a rock star. They one time sat me next to the pilot I, on I, one of those little hoppers. They asked me how much I weighed. I was like, what? Yeah, it's they very were much they based were on the And then I sat next to this man and go, how much pot have you smoked today? It's like being and I'm like, I'm sitting boat. right here with the pilot. Yeah, like, I was scared shitless. <laughs> I could see all the controls. I flew, I flew uh, my old boss, he, he invited me to, he had like a plane. And uh, it was like one of those old school ones with the propellers and stuff. Like just we right out of Long Island, and it was before nine eleven because we were allowed to to go around the Statue of Liberty. But when we went around, I, I wouldn't stop with the Star Wars comments. I was like, "Red Five, come in!" And, he was like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then and then he let me take control of it around at one point. And I just I was just fucking going absolutely berserk like it was a World War Two movie. <laughs> It was a lot of fun, man, but landing in those things was scary as hell. Oh, yeah, because the SN starts going back and forth. And oh, like, dude, yeah, fighting. It's, it's, it's scary. Comments like that can't be helped when you're flying a plane, though. What? It just comes out. Like, word vomit. What? Red 5? Yeah. <laughs> Red 5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what else are we doing here at Honduras now that we... Uh, uh, we got most of it. So, uh, I think more we've about figure, I've, I think we've got it figured out. Wait, well, I want to know more about the free city project. Of it. No, I'm, I'm just worried, worried about, about you guys constructing it abruptly. You know, yeah, quickly. exactly. Is this going to be a sturdy we home? Field, no, we need fields to farm. Yeah, we need um, right. some rows of vegetables. Or some yeah, we're going to grow our own. Yeah, our everything right? is going to be grown exactly. ourselves. Yep. So right. That's one thing that we said we would actually. And if our garden's big enough, we can maybe sell some of the. Or donate it to the locals or yeah, something. Yeah, and no, I say donate it. That way you Feed make friends. Donate it and we'll keep happiness. Yeah, We're exactly. going to help people, so that should push right. us they'll along a little us. bit more yeah, quickly. Yeah, they'll want to be, they'll be yeah. there, they'll be doing shit for us for free. They'll be building shit for us for free. They'll be we're cooking gonna... those homemade meals, man. Yep. They'll Ooh. be sending us the hottest Honduran to clean our I, pool. I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter. Like, there's no way kids allowed. Can you get the pool <laughs> off the brain, please? <laughs> no. I got to ask you a question. Do you, think, do you think anybody's listening to us? Um, I have no idea. I'll, I'll let you know. Why are you so worried? Yeah, what's the matter? We're having so fun, serious. aren't we? We're friends. I'm going right now a bunch of people listening. So I'm so excited. I'm so glad you talked me into it. 
Right. I don't know how y'all did it, but I seen her. I seen her making the change. That's why I was like, oh, I'll get on her for it. I'm just like, oh, it's the greatest idea. Yeah, it's the best idea I heard all day, and I leave her alone. <laughs> Let her and she finally said, I think it's a great idea. I was like, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's good. Which is awesome because the last time somebody uh, tried to take sixty six from Frank Castle, I wanted to fucking tackle him. Her, her. It was a her. She was oh. so she tried to pull her off the show. To go with her. No, she wanted me to do her. both shows. I no. was still going to do your show. Listen, don't lie to me about that flapping vagina. Hey, Frank, <laughs> please don't kick my Actually, ass. Frank, I'm not trying. <laughs> oh, you yeah, don't kick your ass. I'm trying to Listen, I'm going to be your bodyguard and your whatever you need guy. So yeah. if you need a field reporter or a weirdo or what does a man think, boom, I'm right there. If not, asking and shit. <laughs> I'll be and like, she'll be Batman, I'll be Robin. Batman and Robin. <laughs> well, see, Frank, I'm, I'm not trying to take her away. I'm actually trying to get you to come back and do your show also. So I'm trying to get more shows going, not take anything away. <laughs> Don't worry. It's coming, man. I just got to get a few more of these songs done, and I'm going to free know. up all my time. I know. You got time. You got a lot of shit going on, bro. I understand. Yeah, he's I just got to gotta egg you now. You know, I'm pushing on you to get back into it. Whether you do it on your own thing or come here. You know, no, I'd rather you here. He but, has you know. a very important <laughs> song he's working on right now. Yes, he is going to be creating... Natural Affairs intro. Yeah. That's gonna be I got nice. rapping. You already found the perfect song. Yeah, we're not gonna Lexi approve. We're not gonna say what it is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be a surprise. <laughs> hey no, you guys are gonna like it. So um we'll just work on it this week and we'll get the we'll get rock and roll. See that's the best part about this. This is the networking part. Everyone's their own individual, but is a part of the bigger system and is really just out for good. So it becomes this awesome thing. I agree. Absolutely does. Hey, listen, we got a caller. Uh, Trucker Mike uh, wants to chime in with us here. How you doing, Trucker Mike? All right. Why would anybody be listening? <laughs> <laughs> see, people are listening. We're blithering about stuff, though. I, I, I didn't see if they. Were, I didn't know if it was going to be interesting. Trucker Mike's our security. Don't forget, he's coming too. No, he's not. Yeah, well, I, I, I was wondering where we're going to put in the, the armory and the gun range. That'll be in the center. That's the It'll best be the place end for it. Of the end of the drag racetrack, which, which, by the way, will will uh, double as an uh, air, airfield. Uh, I'm going to learn how to fly as well. I don't think at the end of it. It should probably be at the beginning of it, because what if your brakes One fail? of the ends. <laughs> so I was thinking there. So where are you at, Trucker Mike? I saw some pictures of you. I had some lunch with or breakfast with some friends. Uh, where are you trucking at? That, right one, that, was, that, was, that was my sister. Oh, that was your sister? Yep. And your niece, then? That was in, yeah, that was in Tennessee this morning, huh? I'm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, waiting on uh, oh, a technician to, to come to work on the uh, refrigeration unit. I used to live about two and a half hours west of there on Interstate 80. Do you know where Dubois okay, is? Do you know where Dubois is? Yeah, yeah, that's actually northwest of here because 80's a, a couple hours north of Harrisburg. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, like that general direction. So what else is on your mind? So you're listening, obviously. So we thank you for that. But I, you know, you're, you're trucker Mike. I'd hope you were. <laughs> well, that's on my home, and the old ladies are home. Yeah. But what do you think of uh, the Holland Van Nuenhoff interview? Oh, it's a great interview. He, uh, I know he could have covered a lot more, and I know you're getting a little bit tongue-tied with him. He's a uh, he's a hell of a catch to have on the show. He's a he, he's uh, done a lot of investigation of his own. Starting with Oklahoma City when he got out of the Marine Corps, and, um, he, he's a, a hell of an individual. 
Yeah, he was. He uh, it was. Uh, I, I had forgot that he was a Marine, and when he said that, I went, "Oh wow, yeah, that's like a total another thing." Um, so yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I've never been uh, nervous in an interview. I don't think I've. Can you remember any time me being nervous before, honey? In all uh, the interviews, even back with the old. It's been a long time, but you did a lot of pacing back and forth and crankiness. I, I was, I was today. super nervous about no this drinking. For some reason. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Much. Oh, see, that, that's a you, you should have ate a cookie before you had the start of the show. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I probably should have. I tend to flow pretty good on cookies. I black out. Uh, <laughs> you eat too much. Black out cookies, rock. I take well, don't, don't, don't eat the whole damn cookie, Frank. <laughs> just eat a piece of the cookie. <laughs> Why, how could you hand me a cookie and tell me not to eat the whole thing? You've never seen him eat. <laughs> no, I haven't, actually. <laughs> no, they should hand it to you and say, you should share. I, I, I had nice. a friend share. I had a friend of mine that um that I got one for, and um it was for medical reasons, like serious medical <laughs> reasons. And this person tends to like get up and wander and eat late at night because he, you know, the medications he's on and stuff. And he started taking it early and he took like a quarter of it. And he's like, nah, that, he waited like a half hour, hour. It's like, it ah, cracks me up anything. thinking of this person because this person is kind of like older and, and not so much into those sort of things. And, and, and so like, like, <laughs> like a half hour later, you know, he's like, Oh, that didn't do anything. Let me take some more. So he ate another quarter of it. And he's like, you know, he waited another half hour, and you know, it's, it's slowly reacting. And he's like, ah, nah. so he ate another quarter of it. So he ate three quarters of a of a a good medical marijuana brownie or a cookie that you should have only took a quarter. So uh, it just totally wiped him out for three days. But he felt the best he had ever felt after he had come down from it. Yeah, I, when I blacked out, I literally had to go home and lay down. And then when I woke up, it was 21 hours later. Like, they were like, dude, you just got up, peed, and went back to sleep. I felt amazing. And then everything after that was fine. Right, and that's weird the way that works. It really does, uh, it's, got, it's got medicinal purposes by doing certain things with it. And, and overdosing on it like that, which I hate to say overdosing, but that's what it is. I mean, it's taking more than you really should, um, is actually beneficial. So it's just weird that way. No, it's, it's just like without even heating it up, if you just um, li- not what not liquefy. What what what's the word juice. when you juice put it. something through a fruit? Yeah, if, if you run it through like a juicer and drink it that way, you're not going to get the high effect. But there's a lot of beneficial properties of it just from the plant matter itself. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that that just by taking a bud and throwing it down your gullet and eating it, you're not going to get high that way. Uh, marijuana has to be heated. I believe the number is 190, 190 degrees. Minimum. Is the minimum temperature it has to be heated for, to release the, the high effect into you. So there's if you just sit there and too. eat it, <laughs> if you just sit there and eat it, then it's, it's not going to get you that high, but you, there's a lot of medicinal that way. Now, the cookies, of course, are baked, so they hit that temperature. Well, what that does is when, when you heat heat the plant, just like heating anything else, you, you're making the chemicals mix into a different form than what they originally were, and that's when you wind up getting a high effect from it because the chemicals are creating a different compound. Yep, exactly. Exactly. All right, Trucker Mike, uh, you want to say anything to Frank and uh, Michelle there? No, we, we just... Uh, Definitely, and they get our ass down to Honduras, and uh, 
get the hell away from before the shit really hits the fan. Yeah, no so shit, what's right? Trevor um, Mike doing in Honduras? No, I'm not in Honduras now. <laughs> no, what are you what are there. you going to do when you get there? Uh within the confines of the up. compound. He's our security. I mean he's he's a marine. Oh, you're gonna be security? Yeah, he's he's gonna be head of security. Oh. Gonna be like a sniper up on one of the mansions. Yeah, we had this conversation oh, well, last it, week. It's not just that I was a marine, but I was also uh, military police and um, have done a lot of different types of security. I've worked with the Secret Service, um, President Bush and Clinton. I've uh, done a lot of training with the FBI, um, uh, LA Sheriff's Department SWAT team, and a lot of other shit. So yeah, I've got a lot of training for. <laughs> and he's a 9/11 truther and a and a believer in the in the in the in the right way and and doesn't trust what's going on. So that adds Would to that it. Would that make him like lieutenant him. security? No, he's head of security. Head of security. Head of security. That's gonna be no. I want, and, and, I want and, to have a really cool title. Go, if you go further into my background, my dad was a South Florida outlaw, so I got that side of the back, that <laughs> side of it too. Oh, see, I got some outlaw in me too, so we're good there. All right, trucker Mike, we're gonna get moving on here, brother. All right, brother. I'll talk to you all later. All right. Be safe. Yep. All righty. Dave? I, I lost everybody here. I think we lost Dave, guys. You still there? I'm trying to figure can out. You, I wanted to cut me? down some of what was going Dave. on there. I can hear Dave. What the hell? Yeah, I totally lost. Uh, yeah, but can you hear me good? Because uh, go. my, my Skype connection is fucked. Well, I can hear yeah, you Yeah, no, I can well. hear you. Well, you're yeah. coming mumble to us, though. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disconnect and reconnect. All right, Mr. Castle, we got you back there. Yeah, hello. Huh, that was. A we no. lost them too. All right, well, <laughs> well it's okay. Uh, so as we go to Honduras, hold on, here comes Fortoed again. You there, Dave? I am here. We can hear you. I hope you're there. All right. Uh, I'm I just lost for the video. I lost Michelle or uh, Agent Sixty Six and. Uh, too slow for video. Turn your video off. I wonder if I'm having an issue. Is it raining out or something here? Did I miss a, a rain come on? Oh man. Yeah, because even the uh, we lost the server, too, because I'm showing it's only 19 seconds in the in the record there. So uh, I have something going on here, possibly. Oh. So we just reconnected back up. I hate when that kind of stuff happens. Michelle, Frank, I'm trying oh. to reconnect with you. Uh I hate technical difficulties. I know you do. I oh, do too. no. Yeah, but but see, this is a thing where it's not our fault. Oh. This is a Comcast yeah, situation. I'm seeing a lot of red boxes here, yeah. right now. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, would you talk a for a minute so I can figure looking. out what's going on over here, please? No, it is. It's. I'm not used to seeing that. It's not good. Uh, I, I'm hearing every other second. Yeah, uh, well, I, I can tell you it's not looking good. I don't know what's going out right now. Yeah, but I can so. tell you three different monitors are giving me red boxes. I'm showing the broadcaster going in and out. Ugh. All right. So I don't Sean. know what's coming across right now. Yeah. I'm, Somebody's trying to call Skype. in in the middle of this. That's real nice. <laughs> I'm going to kill Skype. Unmute yourself on Mumble. I don't think I that's on Skype, your end, right? buddy. All right. <clears throat> All right, guys. Uh, sorry about this. We don't ever have this. And I'm not sure. Sc uh, Skin, you there? Skin, can you hear me? Unmute mumble. Skin biscuit. Yeah, yeah see, they're not. Anything. he's not hearing me over there either. That's yeah, really that's strange. Shell Frank, if you can hear me, we're, uh, I'm not sure. 
what's going on there. Uh, we'll hopefully get it figured out. Very strange, very strange. You there, uh, Fortoed? Hello, Fortoed. You can't hear me now. Hello, hey, Skin, Skin, can you hear us? Skin Biscuit. Hello, Skin Biscuit. Wow. Something's going on. They didn't like us talking about Honduras. Yeah. Hello. Skin, can you hear us? Hello. That's really. If strange. he heard us and it's on that much of a delay, that's really terrible. All right, I'm just gonna. I don't even know if we're. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth What it takes But it takes a long time the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life Now's time to connect It's an SOS The death's been sent So now we just wait And hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum With the light show from a past Lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go.
The sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free and guided Through the beautiful, the silent When the light shone From a passing UFO Lost in the glow